Hello, all guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Welcome to the newest episode of the Noobs and Knockouts podcast brought to you on YouTube, on Spotify, on Google, and Apple Podcasts. I'm Austin. I'm a knockout. Watched a lot of wrestling. I'm David. I'm a noob. Haven't watched nearly as much wrestling. And I am your your conveyor of revolutionary talking points that gets everybody riled up uh, into proletarian fervor uh, without getting me fired. Uh, truly uh, a skill that I that I need to I, I I need to learn from our boy Daniel Bryan so that I can protest the mistreatment I'm put through on this fucking show half the time uh, without uh, getting replaced by someone who's more agreeable. I I will turn this into a solo podcast. See if I don't. Um, oh fuck! But also, I gotta say that is probably the most unrealistic part of this whole bit, where he leads the oh, communist uprising 100%. and doesn't get fired. And is. So a hundred percent not fired somehow. And gets, he gets everything he wanted, actually. Yeah, no. So see kids doing a proletarian uprising at your place of work actually can succeed. Go forth and and overturn the corporate structures everywhere you go. They you say continue, they say you continue that, to be gainfully employed. They say that the revolution has never worked in practice. But have you considered the yes movement? Have you true? No, seriously. Like I, like I said last time, put Daniel Bryan at the head of any proletarian revolution, and all of a sudden the bourgeoisie just doesn't exist anymore. Just they they it's just over. they've just disappeared, evaporated. They just where'd they go? I don't know. Yes, 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 yes. 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 Right, so last time we were here on the March 10th episode, 2014 episode of Raw, was the Occupy Raw movement where Daniel Bryan brought in... Daniel Bryan brought in a bunch of fans in Yes shirts, crowded the entire ring and ringside area, and, and hijacked the show until he got the match he wanted at Mania. The most magical moment in all of pro wrestling, yes. Yeah, Dan, we got, and so set for WrestleMania 30, Triple H versus Daniel Bryan, and then Daniel Bryan, using his power of leverage, got a little extra stipulation that he never brought up before, before now. Uh, if he beats Triple H, he will be going, he will be added to the main event of the show later in the night. Which is so insane on so many levels. Like, this is this is honestly just shaping up to be maybe the greatest like story in all of WWE history, at least like a story that has a meta level to it. Um, and them leaning in with like giving him this absolute mountain to climb as the final like like Daniel Bryan kind of went on an almost perfect, I don't know, fucking hero's journey here or something. This is so insane that like they actually went through with this. If we're given the, the caveat of having like some meta textual element to it, I would a hundred percent say it's the best story WWE ever did. Leaning onto the fourth wall a little bit in the way they absolutely uh, constructed the story. Uh, other things that happened on this show: uh, Hulk Hogan opened the show to reveal oh. and an- announce the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. So another match set it was, for it, WrestleMania. It was, uh, which, which I, I really need to re-emphasize, he claimed was entirely his idea. Well, that's right there, brother. It was my idea, dude. Or maybe not, brother. It kind of depends. 
kind of depends on how people feel about the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, dude. I don't know. Yeah, it, it, it tanks, and all of a sudden Hogan's like, well, I don't know. I don't know whose dumb fuck idea that was, brother. But uh, I, I Hey, Vince, person, Vince brought that idea to me, and I said, I don't know, brother. I don't know if it's going to work. And I said, eh. But I, you know, I did it because I went along with it because I'm I'm a company man. I want to make sure all the little Hulkamaniacs know that, brother. I want to I want to honor my my best friend in the universe, Andre the Giant, brother. Yeah. Uh, so John Cena comes out to jerk off Hogan and say he's he's heading first into the battle royal, but then Bray Wyatt mm-hmm. comes out and and uh, insults both Cena and Hogan. Cena no sells in the, the most face promo. In the yes, entire history of WWE. But then or, Cena was like, You're fat. Have you considered that? And you're stupid. And Hogan, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to turn down your battle royal because I gotta kick Bray Wyatt's ass. And so that is also set for Mania, John Cena versus Bray beautiful. Wyatt. Beautiful. Cena then beat Eric Rowan in a match. Whoopie and whoopie. then the Wyatts failed to properly beat up on, on Hogan and Cena, and I was sad. Yes. Okay. The Usos uh, one beat Rybaxel after in basking in the glory of being the new tag team champions. Uh, Kane is trying to motivate the Shield into getting their shit together, and the Shield having their most, and the Shield have are kind of see like their most united they've been in months. In all hating Kane. Yeah. Have they they're like, hey Kane, have you considered that you're a douchebag? They're like, wait a minute, why fight with each other when we can when fight we can Kane? All fight Kane. Based, based. Let's 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 all tr- truly the, the cause that uh, Daniel Bryan leads the proletarian in the common cause of defeating Glenn Jacobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Palestine they- by the shield. Uh, Big E beats uh, Jack Swagger, and then after the match, Cesaro and Swagger continue to nearly break up, but Zeb Coulter forces both men to shake their shake hands, and that they do, but, you know, Cesaro does the, yeah. you know, I'm going to squeeze your hand to show how I'm way stronger than you think. And so... Cesaro versus Hager presumably set for Mania? Mm, we'll see. Okay. Uh, the Undertaker comes out and Paul Heyman comes out as well and kind of tries to contextualize how insane 21 and 0 is as a streak. And then Undertaker and then then Heyman's like you you're you're not ready for my client Brock Lesnar. And then Undertaker I says rest in realized, peace. I just realized Austin. Like it just dawned on me that this means we are watching the Lesnar versus Taker match at Mania. Yeah, we're going duh. to be watching Lesnar breaking Taker's streak. Wow. Okay. I don't know why we're I didn't cutting, realize that. Yeah, we're definitely not now. cutting that one for time. Whoa. Okay, this is going to be one of the most maybe insane things we've ever watched for this podcast ever. Yeah, WrestleMania 30 is a a four-hour event. There's a reason. The best I can do is cut it to three. But, you know. God, we're going to have to. We're going to have to try to batten down the hatches and be a little bit efficient with our riffing so we don't make this episode a gajillion hours long. 
Um, Sorry, I can't help the in-ring work, the in-ring, the in-ring bell-to-bell time of the major four matches of the show themselves are almost two hours long. <laughs> Let it ignoring entrances or other matches we might want to watch. Fuck, dude. So, Jesus. So you know, best I can do yeah. is three hours. <laughs> The best I can do for you is three hours. God damn it. Best I can do. I, I got three hours. <laughs> it's not much, but it's honest work. Anyway, yeah, Undertaker's like, rest in peace. In that's peace. Really and the crowd's sad. like, oh. The Rhodes Brothers versus The Shield. Uh, and The Shield does get the win. But there was some tension in Dean Ambrose not really wanting to help his, his Rollins and Reigns win. So they're like, so you know, they're not not doing great yet. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. The Bella Twins versus AJ Lee and Tamina. The Bella Twins Nobody win. Nobody Mina. Because of course based. they do. In in a um, in a rare in a rare based moment, just because the the AJ Lee heel thing is kind of weird right now. Um I have been meaning to look, uh, and I swear, next time, it, I was going to do this because this is the last Raw we're watching before Mania, but I oh, next time, baby. I got to get the statistics on the win-loss record of Total Divas wrestlers versus non-Total Divas wrestlers since Total Divas started airing, because I don't think oh, I can yo. remember, I don't think I can remember a win by a non-Total Divas wrestler except AJ since they started airing Total Divas. Yo, that would be so fucking funny, though. I, oh I my got God, So I got to check the results. So got to check the results of like seven months of TV just to prove this point that this is absolutely insane. I, I, I want to hear the results. This is very important academic research, Austin. Oh, no, I'll just have it for the back half. Duh. <laughs> oh. I'll, well, I'll do it. We can too. do it for we can do it for the back half. So hey, gotta remember that, that, to, that, that, that. gotta remember to look that stat up because it's I'm sure Absolutely. the ratio is crazy. Um, then the Octopi Raw thing happened. Mm-hmm. The fans is selected a Memphis Street fight for Sheamus versus Christian. Um, Boo. It was a fun match, if admittedly it was, a, it was SmackDown a feud, so I don't really yeah. care. But, yeah, but Sheamus won by bro-kicking Christian through a drum. So Which was really sick. That was straight beautiful. Straight up kicking I was happy. through a drum and not hurting himself. Absolutely, yeah. And, and like making that mark perfectly. Oh, artistry. Sheamus is one of the best of all time. Fight yep. me. Uh, let's see. Lu- Lana and Rusev are still here cutting promos. No, Nothing's changed. We're just reminding you that Rusev is very here and he's very Bulgarian and that Lana is his sexy double-jointed wife. Correct, correct. That's how that works. And then, I'm sure, and- yeah, but I, 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 I want to throw in there, I'm sure that Rusev's all Bulgarian promos with no subtitles include him mentioning how sexy and double-jointed his wife Lana is. I have no doubt he's throwing in there about the, the deeply acrobatic things she can do to his dick. With that's, her, with her double jointed yeah. flexibility. Thankfully, nobody speaks Bulgarian, so that's so nobody knows what he's. Nobody, saying. no, only Rusev. 
Yeah. It's Rusev a dead, is the only person in the world. It's <laughs> a dead language except for Rusev. That's right. <laughs> and, then, anyway. and then the main event, Randy Orton and Batista have to tag team up against Daniel Bryan. And well, and, well. and Daniel Bryan pins Orton to win the match. So, you know, that, it was a March, great match. For March 10th, everything's coming up. Daniel Bryan. Oh, shit, buddy. Yeah, he, he somehow still has gainful employment after leading a proletarian revolution, and he beat the Snake Man. It's it's it, it, nothing better. Yeah. So tonight, we are going to watch the March 17th episode of Raw. Uh, it's nice. like two weeks to, I think, three weeks to Mania. And as I, as I mentioned in a second ago in passing, this is our last episode of Raw before Ooh. WrestleMania. Ooh, I'm getting we have chills. Watched, this will be our, we've watched four episodes of Raw and a Royal Rumble before now. It's And then the Raw tonight, and then finally, we're here. No. Oh, man. I, I'm, I'm, I fucking love this arc. Ooh, oh, this is so yep. good. Oh, I'm Absolutely. excited. So if you'd like to watch along with us on this one, uh, you can do so at Peacock, uh, NBC Universal Streaming Service. It's where WWE licenses out all of their streaming content for like a billion dollars. Um, one billion, anyway. NBC said, we want content. And they looked at how many hours the WWE Network had, and they said, well, goddamn, like, that's content. Uh, yeah, that'll work. E, absolutely Beautiful. so that is where monday you can find every episode of monday night raw and again we'll be back in the back half to discuss the march 17th 2014 episode of monday night raw oh yeah brother and we are back we have finished the march 17th 2014 episode of monday night raw that we did austin we we finished it uh i it it uh, you didn't warn me that it was going to be seven and a half hours fucking long, but we did indeed slog through it. This is the fifth episode of Raw we've watched for this arc. And I feel like this is the one that most I felt how fucking long it was. I felt that for all the Raws. I want to make clear, but this one was egregious. I, I haven't felt like that. I think I felt like that because it feels like everything is in place for Mania. And it is all, and Mania is also three weeks away. Yeah. <laughs> so nothing so feels just, like spin those wheels. Spinning fucking. This is the most spin spinning. Spin this is the most wheel spinning it has been on Raw. This is for this for this entire arc. It's just just going around and around, baby. It's fine. All right. Fuck. There are this. multiple matches. In. There are multiple matches I didn't take notes on. I did. I. Yeah, I or, or like barely took notes. I took sur like I take surface level notes for all matches, but there were some where I was just like very checked out, and I was like, "All right, we're just gonna make one or two and fucking whatever. It doesn't matter." Um, there's and one I that I, the there's one, one that there's one that I didn't even watch and turn and like went to work on something else during the duration <laughs> of the match. Beautiful. You can probably That's guess which one it was just from what we, but you know, we'll get to it. When we get to it. Oh, we'll get we'll get to it. All right, so. Raw opens. This this uh this epic uh ten hour slog opens um with a uh video package uh hyping the 
um, Daniel Bryan and Triple H feud so far. I have to say, it was very uh, pro Daniel Bryan. It was it was very nice of production to make a video package in support of the people or the person their corporate masters uh, actively hate. That would have been um, hilarious. Probably not the best idea, you know, for, no. a new, for a new from a newbie audience perspective. But it would have been yeah. so funny if they took uh, this pro corporate video. I, I have the, the exact video same thought. They would have to place it somewhere else in the show. Like, I don't think they could have opened with it. But yeah. I had that same thought of, I fucking wish they had the balls to do, like, an actually we're burying Daniel Bryan video package because it's the Corpos who made it. Yeah, um, that would have been funny. Yeah. Uh, the, so the Yes movement lives on through the through the video editors as well. You love to see it. Um, I also, I have to say, th- in this video package, there's this great, like, they they keep having the, like, um yes chance serve as background ambiance but they switch between like the yes chance and the no chance just something about that it's really effective like it's yes underlying everything daniel bryan says no underlying everything the authority says really effective stuff solid fucking video package that was great mm-hmm. so we open the show with triple h already in the ring it's austin's favorite thing a triple h opening promo Ready to talk our ears off for 20 boring minutes is how I I, I will say my man my man is hitting a fucking power stance in the middle of the ring like legs are spread just right he's got like he's got like the hands crossed below the waist uh he is he 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 is uh he is here uh and he hates all of you Oh fuck I forgot to time I forgot to stopwatch how long this promo actually was after making this note about it. I didn't think it was actually, it ended up being that long. Um, I don't think it was too bad. But anyway, Triple H starts, I want you to understand something. When all this is said and done, this is your fault. Dude, Um, that was such a fucking funny line. You people. Triple H says it didn't have to come to this. Uh-uh. Now he's gonna crush our dreams, end the yes movement, end Daniel Bryan, and that's on our hands. And you know, Triple H says that he's calmed down, he's had a week to think about it, and you know what that's... he'll do to Daniel Bryan will be cold and calculated, just like uh-huh. he always does. I will say it is really great watching like I I made this comment last time too but I I, the continued saga of like the corporate professionalism mask slowly slipping off Triple H's face is is beautiful uh this 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 whole arc has had so many great little subtle moments I think this episode's an interesting parallel to the first episode which also featured a lot of Triple H being like I I did this to protect you and I did this for the fans yeah um, but that there, he's a lot more in control here. <laughs> Boy, not so much. So Triple H says that he has things to say to Daniel Bryan, but he'll say those later in the evening, man to man. But man until then, to leans down, man. man. Short. Daniel Bryan is short. But until then, we got a hell of a show tonight. And then yeah, and then uh, Batista. Batista's music hits. And well, 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 if it isn't the consequences of Triple H's own actions. Yeah, so um, Batista is like, now you may have big problems with Daniel Bryan, but you've got bigger problems with me. Because- Batista declares that, that as the winner of the, the Rumble Royal Rumble, he, yeah. uh, he is entitled to this match with Orton one-on-one. Yeah, he is. He wants to know 
who Triple H is thinking he's giving that Billy Goat face troll a chance to be in his match, his main oh. event. At WrestleMania. How dare you ever disrespect the winner of the Rumble Royal Rumble? That is a sacred institution. It is. This isn't what I came back for. I didn't come back to be in a triple a triple threat match. Well, Hollywood Big Shot Batista is not here for anything he is, but a one v one. He is. He he is very indignant at that at that prospect. Uh, but then, then uh, but then it's funny because uh, he's like, "What were you I'll, thinking, Hunter?" And he's like. What, what was I thinking? What What do you think? You think Daniel Bryan even has a chance of beating me? Yeah. Oh, he. My man is deflecting so hard. He's like he's taking this as a personal. He says Daniel Bryan. Like, what What you think Daniel Bryan can actually beat me? What are you even mad about? Daniel Bryan is a twenty five percent at best to beat him at WrestleMania. True. And then it's out true. comes Randy Orton. And then he hears voices in his head. They talk to him. They're angry. They talk to him. Yes. Uh, yes. Or- Orton is just as displeased. He says he has to agree with um, Big Dave here, which is what I'm calling Batista from now on. This is a load of bull feathers. And Triple H is all his response. That's, it's not going to happen. There's no chance of that. And he's like, what is up with you guys? Has, has Some may Daniel say there's Bryan- no chance in hell. It's true. Dan- has Daniel Bryan really got that far inside your heads? And Batista goes, <laughs> apparently not as much as he has in yours. Deflect. Defle- oh my God, they're all so mad and it's so fucking funny. This is a promo between three very angry, insecure men. Very, three very not mad men. Um, uh, Randy, but Randy so, 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 yeah, Randy Orton go ahead. is like, hey, hey, Triple H, I want to match with Daniel Bryan tonight. No DQ. I want to prove, no I want to teach him a lesson and prove that I can do what Batista can't. Yeah, I'm going to put Daniel Bryan in the motherfucking hospital, unlike Dave over there. Uh, like, yeah, then, sounds like uh, a good idea to me. <laughs> this this incenses Batista, who unironically kicks up. Uh, sorry, Big Dave, who unironically kicks up with. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. What? Uh, I, think, I don't know what the fuck he actually told Triple H. I don't think your mic picked up any of that. But anyway. Oh, wow. Orton. Or, Orton. Hey, Mike. Orton tells Batista that the reason people cheer for Daniel Bryan. Is because nobody believes in Batista. When you left, nobody cares. And when you came back, nobody oh, that's, cared. That's what it, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, great, great. I mean, which is kind of true. No, that's, to be that's fair. factually how that happened. That's factually, uh, that is factually how it happened. And this is where Batista goes, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Yeah, Batista is like reverse Uno card. Actually, yeah. the reason they care so much about Daniel Bryan is because you suck as champion. You can only win matches because of Triple H's support. You're a paper champion. Man, Big Dave is out here on mic reminding us why he didn't stick around long at his peak before getting overshadowed by Cena. Because um, my man, my man's acting chops had not still quite fully developed. Uh, his major role in Hollywood being famously emotionless Drax the Destroyer. Uh, he still has not... Uh, He's not quite at the level where he can star in Glass Onion yet. Yeah, so Orton and Batista are bickering at each other. Triple H tries to pull them apart, and he's like, fuck this, and he tries to leave. 
And then Batista yells at Triple H. He's like, to stay here and fix this. And Triple H is like, I am sick of everything around here. I'm sick of Daniel Bryan. I'm sick of all these people cheering him. I'm sick of Hollywood stars trying to tell me what to do. I think that they know more about this business than I do. I'm yes. sick of technically gifted guys who are so screwed up in the head. They can't win a match without me holding their hand. Triple H says, I got a fever. And the only prescription is more Triple H. Triple H is like, he's thinking the old man, that's Vince, is right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only one that you can trust in this world is yourself. Triple H says there will be a triple threat match at WrestleMania. Because when he beats Daniel Bryan, that triple threat match will be Batista, Randy Orton, and Triple H. Man, we know the punchline to this, but it, it kind of makes me sad because I would legitimately love to see like a fucking evolution fatal three-way. Um, I I think uh, an evolution triple threat match, I think that shit would be like actually really sick, and I it don't think we've ever been, gotten that. We haven't. I think it would have been interesting, but man, what a nightmare scenario that's thrown out here in this show right here. It's oh, not yeah, only no, absolutely. Is that the main event of WrestleMania 30 could be an evolution jer circle jerk fest. <laughs> but it would be a cool match to see. Like, not in this uh, not in this exact like moment in history, but that would unironically be a cool match to see. And yes, yeah, somewhere that's not here, sure. Some literally anywhere that's not here, yeah. Uh, and and Jerry Lawler, having just watched the COO of World Wrestling Entertainment book a match for WrestleMania, inquires ever so scholarly, can he do? <laughs> yes, yes, he can. G Lawler. Yes, he can do that. He is the matchmaker guy around here. Well, gee, Lawler, that's a great fucking question. Dumbass. So, Orton and Batista throw a fit. Orton hits an RKO on Batista before they go. And then we go backstage. Batista, da Big Dave is stomping around backstage. And Renee's like, what's your reaction to everything that just happened there? Batista says, no reaction. Coming back here was a big mistake. And he apparently quits and leaves the building. You know, sitting in a makeup chair for hours on end and making jokes about his nipples is much more dignified than this crap. He should have never yeah. come back. Well, um, Marvel probably also, paid more. Um, yeah, see, well, that, that's, that is true. Uh, uh, today I found out that the real Americans are still a tag team. We haven't they broken it up yet. Wow, but Cesaro literally big swung swagger last week. Did he? I thought he just did the handshake. Yeah. Oh, no, the hand. Oh no. Well, no, the handshake because he like fucking started squeezing on swagger and he thought he used that to like attack him. Maybe he didn't no. go all the way to the big swing, but he did like attack swagger after the handshake. I guess, but no, we're still a tag team, still hanging on. Um. Yeah. They don't even get a walkout, which is funny. The Usos. I mean, that's good for me. Indeed. I don't have to write notes about Zeb Coulter's promo. Um, but JBL, uh, I admittedly, I was eating lunch during this match. Don't have a ton of notes on it. Um, that's fair. 
JBL compares Zeb Coulter to Greg Popovich because they're in San Antonio. He is a great coach dealing with volatile personalities. Greg Popovich, the coach of the San Antonio Spurs. Oh, look at that. NBA. And uh, Jerry Lawler pipes in that Zeb is a little more like Davy Crockett. Good intentions, but fighting a losing battle. They, uh, they're they're really they're really going in on the on the comparisons here because um so they're talking about how um there was uh, I guess there's been a lot of soccer happening in March 2014. Was, was um, the World Cup happening in 2014? They sure do talk a lot about it. Well, okay. Yeah. Uh. They well apparently there was a fucking Italian soccer star um who was a fucking mark. Because after, like, scoring a goal or something, he did the We the People toss. <laughs> Fucking Mark. Um, okay, the and... FIFA World Cup was in 2014, but not in... But that, that was, it might be the World Cup qualifiers might be what's yeah. happening at this point in time. Because that's summer. And then, and, then, uh, and then they springboard off of that to, uh, to say, uh, Berlusconi is a big fan of Zeb's. Yeah, where is he now? I don't know enough about soccer to appreciate your joke here, pal. Uh, Berlusconi was not a, he was the former prime minister of Italy. Okay, cool. Uh, and he, he actually died last month. Rest in piss. Um, from what I remember, he was kind of a piece of shit. Um, uh, anyway, um, fucking, uh, also we got a great, uh, so, so Michael Cole is, you know, talking and jbl's interrupting as as usual i don't remember what the fuck they were going on about but cole says something about uh as i was saying before i was interrupted by jbl and jbl just goes wah 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 which i think is right up there with "Eh, eh." Um, Eh, eh. wah 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 we can make a whole like symphony out of these fucking things um uh uh yeah i don't have a whole lot of eh, 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 eh. (laughs) that's my wrestling theme song now uh uh that's actually the news the knockouts theme song we finally discovered it okay also okay i also made a note that WWE apparently is an award-winning uh doing some winning some online awards yes one for their smartphone app uh, the WWE app and another for their uh, there's campaign with Susan G. Komen, the hashtag rive, rise above cancer. Oh, okay. I thought that was about to be the fucking stand up for WWE campaign. All right. No, well, that's, well, that's no. nice. Now, this um, is the thing with Susan. They partnered with Susan G. Komen for years. You know, the okay, finest well, of breast cancer awareness um uh, organizations i uh, i'm actually not familiar with them they suck oh that's unfortunate on for damn i was about to be like oh well that's actually wholesome of course wwe finds a way to fuck up no. answer, uh philanthropy of course no, of course the the fed as, finds a way to fuck that up as as, as cancer philanthropy goes susan g Komen's pretty fucking trash um, that's unfortunate um uh <laughs> I, I can't eat. God, commentary was wilding out as they tend to do. Um, uh, th- th- I can't even remember like how they got on this topic. But JBL makes a comment. Um, and if I wanted to impress girls, I'd do pull-ups. And Cole goes pull-ups, and JBL responds with, "Yeah, I pull up in a corvette or a Maserati." <laughs> 
<laughs> God damn it, that was actually funny. Fuck I off. Hate that I, I hate that I laughed. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, back back to the, the the match itself. Uh, God, Cesaro's a fucking natural. Like, Jesus Christ. Nine years, uh, nine years ago, and my man still looks as fucking good in the ring as he does today. Um, he is, he is so goddamn good at this. Um, uh, the Usos are dominating for a lot of the match until we go to commercial. Real Americans kind of get the get the advantage by the time we come back from commercial, but Usos are still holding their own decently well. The Real Americans set up for some kind of like fucking tandem move where like they throw someone into the into the ropes and both like lean down to catch him on the rebound uh jimmy says and eh, eh, to this catches himself on the ropes and then just like comes up and kicks swagger in the face yeah um, um uh, also okay i i had a thought um just watching the the usos like do their work here and and just the 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 beautiful uh synergy they have in ring together i would be uh, you you would know more about whether or not this is actually a dumb idea or not. I think that as part of like the tail end of the bloodline storyline, as we you know slowly approach it as, at a snail's pace, um, I think it'd be kind of sick to see like Jimmy and Jay return to the old USO gimmick at some point, like as a defiance to Roman. It would be kind of dope if one time they did the they did the it would be actually dope for this SummerSlam match coming up for them if they came out and did like the uso chant like the war chants that they did okay cool for that they did while they were a tag team like this yeah i had a good idea no nice. yeah, i like i like that i like that idea especially Hell yeah especially when so much of that feud right now is devolving over like control of the of the of the of the family who's the tribal chief. yeah well exa- exactly that they're they are going back to their own roots anyway um well, thank you. That the get get me in that fucking writers' room. God damn, it's my turn. Um, uh, so uh, we get a we get a bit where um, uh, Cesaro catches. I assume Jimmy still. I don't know who the or maybe it's Jay at this point tagged in. Jimmy, um, Jimmy. If we're talking about the when they he tries to do the swing, it's Jimmy. Who's uh, well? Well, what what happens is I'm I'm kind of skipping to the end of the match. Um. I think it's Jimmy is who's legal at the end of the match is like, he's got both the real Americans on the apron. Um, so he, he or no, 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 on the outside. So he does a tope to swagger, gets back in the ring, goes to like launch himself at, uh, at Cesaro on the other side. Cesaro just catches him with a fucking uppercut. Um, and hits him with the finisher. That's not the big swing. The uh, neutralizer. The, the neutralizer. And he, he pins him for, for, for the dub. That that's not the what real Ameri- the real Americans are just they won. They won well, and they're buddy buddies after the match. Good thing this isn't a tag team championship match, I guess. Uh I don't think we're getting Cesaro versus Swagger at Mania if they're uh, going back to this. No, 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 uh, no, 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 no. They're in the, they're right in the they're they're in the Andre Battle Royal. I don't know if they said or so on the show, but what does it matter? This is the last show before we go to Mania. Before we yeah. go to Mania, is they're in the yeah. they're in the Andre. Okay. Um, so okay, that was a match. The Usos lose for some reason, but at least real Americans are still kind of cohesive unit, still, I guess. Yeah. Um, Though I did uh, notice that both they each went for a high five and the other guy missed. That, like, oh, oh! It's, you know what? Nice touch. I appreciate yeah. that. I missed that. And then, um, and then. Oh, 
Michael Cole. Fuck. Okay. Michael Cole is hyping up a WWE animated short on the on there, not on the network, though it will be on the network eventually. Um, on the mm-hmm. website, WWE Slam City. In this hypothetical, in this show, um, there is the evil Mister Finisher who fires mm-hmm. the entire WWE roster, and so to keep make ends meet, they all have to find new jobs. And every episode is a short animated cartoon of a different wrestler getting a different job. There's one where John Cena is a mechanic. There's one where Alberto Del Rio is a Starbucks barista. There's one where Kane is a lunch lad. Lunch lad. Yes, Mr. Little Lad who loves so much. His name is Kane. Uh, yeah, and, and oh boy, they are so not voiced by the actual no, wrestlers. No, Oh no. They really don't sound like it at all. No, they didn't even do that. They oh, did a terrible God. job of that. The closest we get is, is the Cena impersonator, but even then it's like, wow, this is not Cena. Um, and then how long did WWE Slam City go? 26 episodes. The fuck? It went 26 Ow. episodes. Um, and it they aired on in on Nicktoons, even crazy enough. You know, I will say that clearly whoever animated that show was working really hard. Like it's 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 like actual like claymation stop it's motion. A, yeah, it's which, a cute it's a cute stop motion cartoon. Yeah, so like whoever's animating is working hard, so you know, let them get their paycheck or their residuals, whatever. Um, but anyway, um, so, so yeah, subscribe to the WWE network. Also, they have a, they're going to talk about a thing later in the show. Oh my God. Well, speaking of which, did you know, like self masturbatory fact for this week is literally just an ad for the network. Yeah. The, the, did you know is that the WWE network is nine 99 a month with a six month commitment. You can get me. Don't worry about that part. All right. Shut up. Um, Shut up. We then we get a recap uh, from SmackDown of the Shield. She, the Kane was facing the Big Show in a match that I'm sure was a real barn that, burner. That certainly um, was a a match. Kane wanted like hell to beat Big Show. The Shield said, "Eh, eh," and then <laughs> after the match. Kane tried to attack Rollins and and Roman speared him. And Man, so, Roman said, "Fuck you." Backstage, Kane is talking to the Shield, and he's like, "Listen, on Friday things got out of hand, and everybody made detrimental decisions." Why are we doing that? Oh my god, the entire corporate structure is so fucking stupid. We all made bad choices, so. Hey, you don't need to put up with this. You can just fire them. You have that power. Well, it's because Kane by himself is a big bitch now. So he needs the shield, actually. That's the... Oh, my God. But Kane Uh, says the authority has given us a mission, and I need a united shield by my side. So I need to be able to count on the shield. And if I can't, then then you are a liability. So I'm only going to ask this once. Can I count on you? And Seth and Seth answers, yeah, we're united. And Roman steps up and goes, believe that. 
Kane says he uh, believes they will do the right thing when asked, or they'll find out how replaceable they truly are. There was there was a part in there too where like Dean said something quippy to him, and Kane responds with, "This is no time for pettiness, Dean." Which ha- have you met Dean Ambrose? No, Dean is nothing Every- but petty. Dean is the pettiest guy in the shield. (laughs) Dean looks at his watch and says, oh boy, it's petty o'clock. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I feel like, I really, Kane, Kane, I really feel like the shield have already proven that they'll stab you in the back every chance they get. I don't know why you're giving them another chance here. Because Kane is a big goober and we need a big baby face moment. We need a big baby face moment. They the face turn moment for corporate Kane? No, for the shield. Oh, okay, sure. Uh, well, partial face turn. We'll get there. Um, well, we actually right. won't in this arc, but you know. Um, I mean, uh, no, we're, here. we're here. This is the baby face turn. Is tonight. Well, okay, that's that's fair, but it lasts for like what a month. And then and then and then just so that Seth can turn heel again and turn on the shield. That's correct. Absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, um, in honor of St. Patrick's Day, which it actually, I looked this up, March 17th, 2014, was St. Patrick's Day. Legit. Fair enough. So, Hornswoggle is giving away tacky shit at ringside. I okay, yeah. And then, fucking finally. I've hyped him up for a while from this arc, but this is the first time that he has appeared on an episode that we're covering. It's bad news, Barrett. I knew, oh, that was Barrett. For some reason, I thought that was Honey He comes up with his big fucking podium that rises what? from the edge of the stage. That's like a uh, twenty feet tall. What is happening? And he's got a gavel. And I also wrote down the whole promo. <laughs> so pretty short oh boy you're going this is not the one i was expecting to to to, re- to review i wrote down for you multiple tonight. promos that you could review of mine so you know feel free oh, to God. do that how you wish christ okay but yeah uh fucking bad news barrett is here to do basic trash talk and i love it every second of it but anyway he goes look at that this that is a real life leprechaun in the building celebrating saint patrick's day What is happening? What is happening? What is happening right now? Now the legend is that St. Patrick chased all the snakes out of Ireland. But I'm afraid I've got some bad news. Because the reality is that most of you will spend this stupid holiday getting inebriated and vomiting all night. And then you'll wake up tomorrow with a hangover Realize you've done some truly shameful things and spend the rest of your lives regretting them. And the crowd gets very offended at this because uh, every word he's saying is absolutely true. It's definitely not one of his stronger ones. I much prefer his one where he says New Year's resolutions are bullshit because none of you will ever follow through on them. (laughs) Wow, twice in a row. Absolutely true and based. But yes, Bad News Barrett is here. What the fuck is this? What was that? Uh, I take that as uh, bad news Barrett, like, targeting supposedly Irish Hornswoggle uh, for 
uh, reasons is, oh, God, WWE doing sociopolitical commentary. Uh, Hornswoggle out here and about about to get this dub for the IRA. If I may critique the Bad News Barrett promo, I wanted him to do it. I wanted it to tie together with the snake thing. Like he brings up yeah. the snakes out of Ireland thing, and then it does not care. It does not connect to what he says after the fact. Yeah, I know. What the fuck? I was very disappointed. It was it was really evocative imagery to bring up, but then he just did nothing with it. Come on, man, get better material. Meanwhile, then out comes Sheamus in a very green rugby jersey. Um, yes, Sheamus is here, and he's and scheduled for a match. Bad news, Barrett just. Leaves. He just disappears, and that's it. That's all. That's all done. Okay. Cool. And then Titus O'Neil, who is his opponent, comes out. Yeah. And he's not, wearing not he's fucking Barrett. Not Barrett. O'Neil. Barrett is gone. Uh, Titus O'Neil comes out in a big green, like a big green Seuss, Dr. Seuss looking hat, and a fake orange goatee. <laughs> Oh, and, a, and like a, a fake, a fake fucking like Irish flag striped tie. Yep. And then, and don't worry, every f- hater of dead fathers, Christian is here on commentary. True. Oh boy, Christian is to- is here to talk about how he's totally not mad about losing that supposedly yeah. feud ending match with Sheamus. He's not mad. The feud all is over. Cares, all he cares about is that he is in the Andre the Giant Mora battle role. He, that's all he's oh, here to talk nice. about. He's not here to talk about that's Sheamus. That's it. Yes. Uh, I um, mean, Sheamus and Titus O'Neil are fine. They're two bigger dudes. Nothing. It's punches. a nothing match. It is. Yeah. Uh, uh, Christian on commentary. Again, commentary are, are the highlights here. Um, uh, Christian is, you know, being Christian, which is to say a massive prick. Um, uh Christian to JBL, or Christian's talking about how, like, all the commentators are talking shit about him. He said how JBL called him, like, too skinny or something. I don't Probably. know. Uh, and then he and, and then he retorts to JBL, uh, you look like David Spade in a fat suit. And and, and JBL responds with, uh, what's wrong with David Spade? And Christian goes, nothing. I just said you look like him in a fat suit. <laughs> Thank you. Christian. Also, um, also, Christian says that he has never been beaten. In fact, the only times that oh. he has ever been beaten is if he beats himself. Ah, oh, I bet Christian loves to beat himself. You damn right. Oh, oh, okay. they, you know, Jameis and Christian beat each other off. That's that's what happened last week. On Raw. You know what? You know what? I love it. I love it when when uh, Irish Ken and Dead Father hating Ken, uh, the my two <laughs> favorite Ken dolls, um, yeah, are 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 in the same dream house together. This is true. Turtle, Turtleneck Ken and Irish Ken. Turtleneck Ken and Irish Ken. The that's their entire. Entire, that's their entire personalities. Um, so, um, also, uh, also, okay, uh, really cl- cute, deep cut joke about Vince here. When JBL's like, can we get a blue dot over Christian's commentary? Yeah, I was uh, wondering what that was. Yeah, so back in the olden days, and by that I mean <laughs> like the early 2000s, um, Vince was under the impression that Christian was ugly, and in fact, too ugly to push. And so among suggestions that Vince had is like, what if every time Christian was on screen, 
we just put a blue dot over his face because he's so sorry, ugly. What? I'm sorry. What? <laughs> yeah. No. This was a Vince McMahon brainchild idea. Is put a uh, blue dot over Christian's face because Vince thought Christian was too ugly. Oh, that's brilliant. Thank you, Vincent. They didn't do that, but Christ. you know. Oh my so, god. Okay. Well that's reference, JBL. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, so Hornswoggle is at ringside for this match because he and Christian are or not Christian, he and Seamus are just best buddies at this point yeah they're irish or um, whatever i don't think yeah sure irish, but irish i don't maniacally or whatever so whatever. i don't care um so uh titus o'neill takes advantage of this and like drags hornswoggle into the ring and is beaten up on him uh he picks hornswoggle up he's gonna toss him behind him little does he know that christian or i keep saying christian that fucking seamus is uh is right behind him. Uh, so Christian catches horn, his, his pet Hornswoggle out of the air um, and then just throws Hornswoggle at Titus. Uh, and Titus goes over the rope for this. Uh, Christian, or Jesus, Seamus, actually hit, hits 10 beats of the Bowron this time. Uh, I, it's, it's, it was actually 10, not fucking 14. Uh and well, yeah, then throws Titus in the ring, gets the pin one, two, three. Drum. Yeah. Uh yeah, throw throws Titus back in the ring, gets the pin one, two, three, total squash. Fuck you. Yeah, so Renee Young gets in the ring and is like, What are you gonna do to celebrate St. Patty's Day, Seamus? And he says some bullshit. Whatever, he's entering the Andre I'm going to the Royal. Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royale. In three weeks. That's how I'm celebrating St. Patty's Day. And Yeah, you know, the, the famous Shane celebrate St. Patty's Day three weeks after the actual day. Very, yes, very Yes, and then Christian attacks Seamus from behind. He throws him into the steel steps and then hits the kill switch on the floor to Seamus. Man, this supposedly SmackDown feud played a real fucking Uno reverse card on us and became a Raw feud. It started to become a Raw feud. I don't really like and I it. Still don't care. Speaking um, of things I don't like, next week <laughs> on Raw, it's Arnold Schwarzenegger and Joe Manganiello. Yeah, promoting the single most low budget movie I think I've ever seen Arnie be in at least it looks low budget as fuck i don't even know what this is it Um, looks it i thought it was a tv show from how low res it looked and they're like ah movie and i'm like what excuse you Um, basic ass military shootery bullshit Uh, i uh, I can go find it right now because i didn't write that down but i'm sure how many movies could arnold schwarzenegger have been doing in 2014 can't possibly be that twice in this sabotage sabotage beautiful it let's see it is an action thriller film directed by david ayer uh clear you know suicide squads david ayer oh it, real winner it there is a loose adaptation of the agatha christie novel and then there were none uh i'm sorry stars- what yeah that's fucking weird to even say i don't what wait what that dumb fucking like we're we're doing we're doing an army movie like that's clearly about Iraq, but uh you know n- without any actual sociopolitical commentary because Arnold Schwarzenegger's our fucking star. It's an adaptation of fucking and then there were none. 
what are you even doing with that? What is <laughs> what? <laughs> I was in, and then there were none in high school. I feel personally oh. disrespected by this. Okay, cool. Anyway, it stars Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> Sam Worthington, Olivia Williams, Terrence Howard, Joe Manganiello, Josh Holloway, and Muriel uh, Enos. The fuck is the loose edit stars? What? Schwarzenegger is, portrays the leader of a DEA team whose members find themselves being hunted down being after hunted they down. steal money seized during a cartel raid. The film received generally negative reviews and it grossed yeah, really. 22.1 million on a $35 million budget. Complete fucking failure. That's really fucking funny. Anyway, sabotage. Don't watch it. Why? I'm almost tempted to just because I need to know like how the fuck this lines up. In what way up. is it like an Agatha Christie novel? Yeah, in what way is it like this story that I'm very familiar with? What is okay? Um, but that's they're so, gonna be on Raw next week. But that's not and the it's only fine that are because Arnie be is a fucking week. is a fucking yes, mark. He yes, starts doing the yes. yes thing. But then that is not the only guest for Raw next week. No. Also advertised for Raw to. Hype, the upcoming movie, Scooby-Doo and the WrestleMania Mystery. It will be Scooby-Doo and the Mystery Machine. They're going to be here on Raw. Man, if they get Freddie Prince Jr. to come out as Fred again, I will, I will, I don't know, do something drastic. Uh, in a good way, in a bad way, I'm not sure. Um, but it would be great. Uh but yeah, uh, next week on Raw, Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, and Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo, uh, WrestleMania Mystery, which uh, is also, uh, was actually an, an adaptation of Hamlet. Um, true. Um, how, don't think, think about it. Think if I can, I'm trying to think of how I could make that work based on what I know about the plot. So, yeah, Scooby-Doo, WrestleMania Mystery has entered the chat. Uh, bonus arc episode? Uh, maybe. We'll find out. We should um, do an arc of just the Hanna-Barbera WWE Christ. <laughs> oh, that would be a time. That would be... Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> Enough of that. Okay. Also, but we're still hawking shit. John Cena is in the most recent Muscle and Fitness mag uh, to promote his workout secrets. Um, step one, obviously, being uh, all the steroids. Uh, step two, uh, and this is true, white wrapping. Uh, yeah, weird. Um, anyway. Yeah, yeah. It's John funny Cena how that works, out, right? John Cena is out here to talk about the Wyatt family. Uh, shout out to the motherfucker in the crowd with a My Girl Loves Cena More Than Me sign. John Cena famously awakened many a cuck fetish in his day. Absolutely. John Cena, cuck, cuck king. John Cena, True. that's what they call him. <laughs> well, wait, well, wouldn't he be the bull king? The cuck king <laughs> implies that he's... <laughs> that was the joke I was going with. <laughs> the joke is oh, that yeah. I had that Sorry, all the way around. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, John Cena comes out and is like, you know, well, 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 if it isn't all the people who hate me for some reason. Yeah, uh, he, Cena's like, <laughs> Cena's like, there's a lot of energy in the building here tonight. Yeah, again, always trying to put that positive spin. Some there's disappointment. Great energy here. Yeah. Cena says he's been here for 12 years. 
He's had over 3,500 matches. I didn't go to cage match to check on this fact check that. I don't know, man. He's, he's, uh, he, that sounds that sounds like it could be right, but I didn't. I'm not gonna go fact check that. I didn't want. He, he's been hanging out a lot with Terry. All right, Terry's been a uh, um uh, encouraging him uh, on the path of inflating his legacy a little bit. Um, yeah. You know, you just say you did five thousand matches for twelve <laughs> years, brother, and you only won two of them. Or you only lost two of them, brother. All right. Uh, and he says that, you know, he says that he and the crowd are a lot like an old married couple. They've seen each other so much, you know. Sometimes <laughs> yeah, they yeah, get along. Yeah, sometimes, and sometimes, sheesh, not so much. What the fuck was up with that? I don't know, bad attempt at a Seinfeld impression at the end there? What the fuck was that? Um, Cena, yeah, uh, Cena's like, I've always been honest with you, and there's something that I want to get off my chest tonight. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid of Bray Wyatt. Honestly, mm-hmm. before I, keep, I go on with, I have I quoted a lot of this because honestly, I really like this promo from Mr. Cena. It's a pretty good promo. Like after last week, being annoyed that he just like buried Bray Wyatt. Wasted away again in Margarita. It does, yeah. in retrospect, make that like make that promo a little bit better because it, it's like it makes it seem like i don't know a coping mechanism yeah he's hiding mask. his insecurity he's like i got to i got to I, I i'm in front of the holster here i can't show i'm afraid so i got to be like hey, you're fat and lame and an yeah. idiot and terry's like and terry's like mm, mm, good that's job that's a good brother. job yeah good job that's a good one brother you should stick you should yeah. say that but now cena's <laughs> out here being like i admit i'm afraid i'm afraid of who he is what he of what he stands for but my biggest fear is that you people are actually listening to what Bray Wyatt says? And John Cena says he's fought every he's fought so everybody, but Bray Wyatt is different from any other man he's ever faced because the object for everyone else has always been to who is the best in that ring. But Bray Wyatt doesn't care about being the best; he only wants to destroy, to destroy John Cena's legacy. And everything. I want to interject. I want to interject here. Um, Okay. Bray Wyatt doesn't care about like being the best. He just wants to destroy. But like if if he does manage to destroy your legacy, John, sounds like a skill issue. John, from you, (laughs) sounds like that is Bray Wyatt still proving that he is the best. John. Yeah, it's, it's, it's somewhat muddled here, but I, okay. I want to cycle back to this when we get to the actual Bray Wyatt John Cena match. When I talk about yes. how that match could have went book, been booked better, um, uh-huh. I want to cycle back to that concept of Bray Wyatt doesn't care about winning; he cares about yes. destroying Cena's legacy. But for now, let's just take it as is. Let's take it at face value for the moment. Yeah, but. Bray Wyatt, he says that Bray Wyatt is trying to convince you that for the past 12 years, I have been living a lie. That I'm not who I say I am when I come out here. And Bray Wyatt wants to convince you that I am full of evil. I say, to hell with that. I've been here too Bray long. I say to that, eh, eh, eh. I've been here too long. I've seen too much. I am afraid of Bray Wyatt. But I believe. I believe in everything I've done, everything I've stood for, everything I will do. For me, WrestleMania... getting legitimately emotional during this, too. was very effective. Get into it, sure. For me, WrestleMania is not about fighting Bray Wyatt. It's about fighting for every scar on my body, 
fighting for every injury I've ever had to work to come back from, fighting for every man, woman, and child that has ever believed a word that I have ever said. At WrestleMania 30, I will fight for everything. At WrestleMania, I will fight for my legacy. Yeah. Yeah, John Cena thinks he can come out here and cut a a promo uh, on Bray Wyatt without uh, immediately getting ticked on by Bray Wyatt. No. No. But no, I love this promo from Cena. I love the way I don't I don't know if it's always been the cleanest in implementation, but I, I kind of do like this concept of like Bray Wyatt's trying to prove that he can break John Cena. He can he can one yeah. bad day himself. He can one bad day John Cena. Yeah, which I, I like I like that whole um uh I, I I like that kind of um uh philosophy um being uh being brought up in media especially if the point is to like ultimately defeat it that it's not just about one bad day um also uh, also think uh i've kind of comparing this in my head and i know we haven't done this on the podcast so this is like for for me uh kind of comparing this storyline with the embrace the hate arc that cena and kane had in 2012 and like, first of all, I think this this is it's better with Bray because he's not because that whole arc was like Kane just beating up Zack Ryder, and that that will make Cena mad. Sure, sure, will make it'll make it'll make the crowd mad. To be fair, yeah, he's not really a, like Bray Wyatt's much more directly attacking John. Yeah, and I also think that like Bray Wyatt's persona is this the cult leader kind of figure, and also. The fact that the crowd is responding positively to Bray Wyatt because, you know, he's cool as hell. It kind of adds yeah. credence to this idea that, like, Cena's legacy could actually be in trouble. It sounds so silly to just say it. That this guy who's won it all and done everything in 12 years, it could all just go down the toilet because one guy decides to be a prick. But, like, the I, like the idea that Bray Wyatt has some sway over the audience, I think, adds adds credibility to the idea that, like, that could happen. That Bray Wyatt could, by the end of this, successfully like destroy Cena's legacy with his with his words that the crowd is responding to. Yes, I I did note that part of the promo, that implication. Uh, the 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 trouble for me is like why it like why it's it, it's hard to depict that with mm-hmm. a it is. an actual audience. Um. And it, it is there to an extent. Like, Wyatt is over. Cena is divisive. Um, and, I mean, you and I are certainly out here being like, Bray Wyatt's actually really based for all this, actually. Um, so the, there, there is that. Uh, I don't know kind of how they could get, though, that final dimension where Wyatt is, um, where, where we're able to depict, like, that sway in a really effective way. Mm-hmm. Um but, you know, they're doing what they can with it. It's an interesting dimension to bring into the story, to be sure. As is usual with Bray Wyatt, sometimes his ideas are a little too high-minded for wrestling. Yeah, well. It's not going to get any better in that regard. One of these days, Wyndham's finally just going to go make some fucking horror movies, and, and yeah, it'll, he, it'll be better off for it. He's going to go make some B-movie horror movies, and it's going to be amazing. And it's going to be great, and I will see every single one of them. I even fucking hate horror movies, but I'll do it for him. Yeah, anyway, Bray Wyatt did it comes on 
and he is whistling and he is in a John Cena shirt. Yeah, uh, Bray Wyatt wearing fucking Cena's mirth uh, to, to prove a point in the same way that fucking right-wingers set their Nikes on fire to protest Colin Kaepernick. You already bought the thing, dumbass. You're not, you're, you're defeating your own point, whatever. And I know we made the one bad day thing, but this is honestly, but now that I'm thinking, now that I'm thinking about like Joker monologues in my head, this, this, this Bray Wyatt could fit in pretty neatly with the, with the monologue he has like in the, in the, in the, uh, in the circus, like that he killing has joke. In, one, in killing joke. Yeah. yeah. Like in yeah. This, like right when he's in the circus, just kind of rambling about his yeah. philosophies, <clears throat> not the one he gives at Batman, the other one, the other, Oh, one. that one. The less famous one, the one where yeah, he manif- the one where he purely manifesto posts. That one <laughs> could work amazing. Well anyway, of course I wrote it all down. <clears throat> this is the last time I'm going to be able to co- copy paste a Bray Wyatt promo for a while on this show. Yeah, yeah. Children believe in superheroes, John. Whereas they adults win. believe in possessed men, swamp cults, Jekyll and Hyde children's show hosts, and ghost cowboys. Yes. Duh. They Obviously. wear masks and costumes because they want to believe that the world is good. They haven't lived long enough to understand that everything, that everything is a lie. My childhood, John, let me, let me fill you in about Bray Wyatt. It wasn't all rainbows and butterflies. You dare! You dare talk about your scars, John! But I've got a few scars, too. The world gave them to me. They gave them to me because it was my birthright to have them. They taught me that fire was hot and that blades are sharp. They taught me that everything that I love in life is sooner or later going to wither away and die. But look at me now, John. I could be just like you. I could sign autographs and kiss babies and make sure that everyone buys all my merchandise. I could go home to my plastic girlfriend in my castle. I could take everything I fear and hide behind laughter, make jokes, make sure that I feel better about myself. Yeah, John, that's you, man. But you're right about one thing. I am different than anyone you will ever face because at wrestlemania i don't care if i never leave i don't care if i die as long as the world sees you the way that i do follow the buzzards insanely good promo that it was it was sick as fuck again what i was saying earlier the um i'm scared of people listening to you angle is undermined slightly by the fact that we get Really strong Cena chance. Oh yeah, yeah, this. yeah. Big Cena chance. I think big Brian chance. I think at one point too during the during the I pauses. Didn't, I didn't catch that. Him talking. Um. Uh. Yeah. Well, Bray Wyatt. Uh. Clearly is trauma dumping here a little bit. He um, is. My my man did not have a happy childhood. Uh. You know, being being raised by a man who's obsessed with taxes, you know, it'll do things to you. <laughs> that'll, do, um, that'll do that for you. IRS was not a good father, apparently. <laughs> no, fuck. Um, uh, um, you know, uh, crowd standing in solidarity with Cena, which I'm sure, you know, Wyatt loves. Um, uh, 
but clearly because he had a uh, shitty childhood um, where he learned that I don't know you can't like believe in superheroes or whatever. Uh, now it's now it's John Cena's problem. He's just um, cynical. So, he's just cynical and mad, and so he's like, and, I'm gonna uh, make everyone else cynical. And as always, your your performance, my man, uh, uh, on on point, delightful. I'm giving this one a. I also think Syndrome in Incredibles was a compelling character out of ten. <laughs> if everyone's super, nobody is, John. Literally, fucking literally. You call me monologue, and John, I can't believe it. <laughs> God damn. Uh, Anyway, so I feel like Bray Wyatt would be willing. I feel like Bray Bray Wyatt would totally be willing to say, "Yeah, you caught me monologuing." I can definitely a hundred percent see it. He he could say a lot of things in the Bray Wyatt voice and have it work really well, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, so uh, uh, at this point that I learned that the no DQ match that um, uh, Randy Orton booked for himself with Daniel Bryan is not the main event. Okay. Nope. Okay. Um, also, uh, R.I.P. Kmart. Poor, poor one out for a real one. Oh, yeah, because WWE had a big Kmart sponsorship around this time. Man, rip in pieces. Um, so, yeah. yeah. So, it's time for the DQ, the no DQ match, I guess. So, well, cool. we need Brian. Um, we need Brian available for later. Uh, sure, but but you could have just rolled them in, whatever. Um, uh, not not a whole lot of notes for me for the top of the match. It's Orton in control for a lot of it. Uh, again, I got commentary here. Okay. Um, I do. I got one big note for the early part of the match, though, is when Orton grabs the kendo stick. Is all we get an iconic meme that I f didn't realize was around this time. Oh, is when or Orton grabs the kendo stick. And some guy in the crowd is yelling at him about like, ring the bell, stop this, or something to be that effect. And oh, or oh, yelled, or oh, yelled oh, back. Okay, okay, okay. Well, the, the, the commentary I know that I have came right before this. Um, because okay. commentary is bickering like normal. Um, and it's JBL and fucking Lawler like sniping at each other. Um, and uh, JBL goes, uh, I'm listening to Cole. I'm not listening to you, King. Based. Uh, JBL and Lawler constantly sniping at each other on commentary is a constant stream of heartbreaking. The worst person you know just made a great point. Uh, and I yeah. hate it. Um, yeah. So, so, okay. so yeah. So, okay, I, was I thought this was directed as a timekeeper. I didn't no, realize this was. dude in the crowd. He was yelling. Okay. So, so, so Orton's been in control of the match. They've gone to the outside. Orton is like on his back and like surreptitiously fucking pulls the kendo stick out, gets back up, has like, has Daniel in like a hold. And yeah, so someone yells, I guess, ring the bell at him. Yeah. And Orton is like, stupid, ring the bell. It's a no DQ match. There is no bell to ring. There's no bell to ring. Big wrestling there's, there's, theme. And there's like, no bell to ring. And then he screams, you did this. Yes, yeah, so he says and he's about, he, he, gets, the he's about to, he yells, oh. you did this. he's yelling at you did this to the guy in the crowd. And then he drops Brian on the announce table. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. That's actually great. Um, that's like, that was a great bit of improv from Morton there. Holy shit. Mm -hmm. Um, very, so very yeah. Funny stuff here. Bro, fucking Orton 
he really does move like a, a snake. It's insane how much he earns that Viper moniker. And the best part is, he doesn't make it look goofy. Like, we're not at fucking Marty the, Mar- the Moth Martinez How dare uh, levels. you dis- disrespect Marty Martinez like that? I do dare. Fuck you. Um, uh, so, yeah, so, uh, but he, he earns that Viper moniker. And then on the flip side, Jesus Christ, Daniel Bryan's energy is just, it's fucking insane. Like, in 2014, my man is a complete firebrand in the ring and then the crowd just goes nuclear for every single little thing he does they get back in the ring uh daniel bryan manages to regain control throws over to the corner flying knee toward him uh holy fuck yeah so i would make note is when we come back we cut to commercial after that you did this part um okay oh then yeah that's what i'm talking and about orton Chokes Brian with a kendo stick as we're coming back from commercial. Um, so that was neat. Uh, Brian, that's, yeah, that's, Orton, that's down. A fun image. Orton does a cool backbreaker move to Brian while Brian is wrapped around the ring post. Um, oh, fuck. yeah, that was fucking uh, ow, yeah, ow. But, but back in the ring, Brian does his comeback move and he moves. Uh, Dude, Brian, we get this great like sequence from him where yeah. he gets Orton back to the center. Uh he's got the kendo stick and he starts oh, I alternating part. between yeah between kneeing Orton in the face and hitting him in the yeah, neck. Yeah he with grabs the kendo, the kendo stick. stick and Orton is like mercy hey now hey, hey hold on let's we can talk about this and then Brian's like fuck you and yeah he does the yes kicks to the chest and alternates with hitting him in the side with the kendo stick. That was a great fucking sequence. Yeah, so um, Brian Brian goes up to the top rope. Orton intercepts him and then, like, takes 30 years to do anything while Brian is just sitting on the top rope. But oh, yeah. Orton grabs Brian by the beard. He headbutts him. Orton hits a superplex for a two count. Orton keeps stomping on Daniel. He hits the vintage Orton DDT. That is the uh, one where yes. he hangs. He hangs Daniel Bryan by in by his feet in the ropes and DDTs him. I call it that because every single fucking time it happens, Michael Cole goes vintage Orton. Yes. Vintage like, Orton. Fuck off, man. That's true. Um, Orton signals for the RKO. Brian rolls out of the and ring. And Brian says, RK, no. He overtly no. grabs the kendo stick while he's on the ground down there. I didn't even catch that. I saw him roll out. Yeah. Yeah. Orton um, goes to follow. Brian gets, whacks him with the kendo stick. And Orton hits a flying he, Brian hits a flying kick to Orton to the timekeeper's area. They're brawling back and forth here. Orton grabs a chair. Hits Brian with it, and he take, and then Orton gets back in the ring, holding the chair, and then in runs Batista with a spear, and then yeah, Brian reckons, spears his ass. Yeah, his spears were really fucking shit. <laughs> Always look, have been. Um, look, I I saw him vaguely horizontal flying through the air and hitting. Orton in the abdomen. I was like, well, close enough. All right. Wow. Somebody has a worse spear than Edge. Wow. I like Edge's spear. Edge's spear never feels like it has enough contact for me. It feels more like That's a flying you hug than that. like a tackle. But at least I can hey. tell he's doing a spear correctly <laughs> horizontal motion here, pal. Sometimes you need a hug, you know? Anywho, but he, Brian 
drop kicks Batista out of the ring, pins Orton for the win, and then he and then he recognizes his the perilous of this situation. He hightails it the fuck out of here. And this uh, is not at all a sign of any problems that RKO and uh, and Batista, Big Dave, will have with each other during the triple threat match. Big, not at all. Big it's Dave, fine. Big Dave gets up and he hits and he's in jeans and he hits Orton with the Big Dave bomb. And Big Dave bomb for good measure. The crowd is over here chanting one more time. L O L. Savages. Uh, after that, oh uh, well, well, you know that was a great rampage. I'm so glad we we can sometimes just get these nice, you know, one hour bursts of wrestling content. Wait, what do you what do you mean? There's more. The fuck do you mean? There? How this is there more? That was the everything. I was like, okay, I'm I'm ready to be done with this episode of Raw. Uh huh. And uh-huh. it's not even halfway there. Um, no, no. Michael Cole hawks the one week free trial for the WWE Network. And then please, God, has- go. Please, please, God, go sign up. Make the line go up. Please, we're begging you. Please, God, Our line stop. did not go up as much as we wanted it to. Please help. Uh, 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 free trial, free trial. Please, please, because we're begging you. Uh, we get another tech to- technology tutorial for boomers as JBL signs up for the WWE Network. And then the funny no, King is logged into the network and he's trying to show off the UI. Except he swipes wrong on his iPad and accidentally swipes up the thing on like the iPhone, like on on the Apple tech where it has like it has like the you know like the volume and the play button stuff, right? He swipes up on it and he can't swipe it down. And so Cole has to reach over onto King's iPad and swipe it down for him. Oh my God, it was so funny. Lawler is such a helpless boomer. Yeah, these oh, between this and JBL inadvertently showing porn at some point. Uh, the, these over-the-shoulder tech tutorials were a great idea. This, nothing great. could possibly go wrong. Can, can the Bellas be fake flight attendants again? Yeah, yeah, man. Little did I think I'd be yearning for the days of of the Bella twins, like making boomers horny with with flight attendant role play. Because at least they knew what they were doing. At least they knew what they were doing. Anyway, <laughs> Paul Heyman is here to deliver a message to the Undertaker, and Heyman is la- is basically says that Undertaker's Heyman, challenging- Well, I want I want to start with with Heyman's. Heyman opens with ladies and gentlemen, Texans, the three genders. Yes, yes. Uh, Paul Heyman, based in essence, says that Undertaker's challengers have almost teen Taker. Taker barely survived. Meanwhile, Lesnar dominated all of them. He manhandled all of them. And in fact, Paul Heyman has the receipts on tape. And so we cut to a video package that about the streak that, as I wrote, Narrated by the creepy seer who gives the plot important prophecy in a fantasy novel. Absolutely. Absolutely. Paul Heyman had to travel far and wide to find that guy, all right? Put some respect on his name. His voice is like this, talking about the streak and the Yeah, they got the the, the fucking tales from the crypt marionette. Um, yeah, they got the crypt keeper to read this thing. Absolutely. Um, uh, I, show- I, I really love I really love how the entire premise of this video package is that Paul Heyman is just a big fan of the transitive property because um Taker had trouble beating these guys. Um fucking uh, uh Lesnar had trouble was uh, had no trouble beating these guys. So by transitive property, 
Uh, he's going to have no problem beating Taker. Um, obviously, that's how that works. Which all of yeah. a sudden, wait, okay, is that why we had that random ass nothing feud with Mark Henry so we could yes. slide that the fuck yes. in? To I, this also realized that. I also yeah, realized that. I also realized that's why he did that. I was like, oh. Because Mark Henry was one of Taker's WrestleMania opponents in the last three years. So they had to make a point about how Lesnar can beat all of them. So oh is, my god. So that's the stupidest the, shit ever. So is, the, so is the big show, but they didn't use footage of that one because that's the one where Undertaker beat Albert and Big Show two on one. So they didn't show clips of that one. And they're like, Albert, who the fuck is Albert? Uh, Albert, Lord Tenzai, A-Train, just giving out some random other names for this guy that you mm. might know. No, no, never never heard of him. Never heard of this Lord guy. Who the Lord. fuck is that? Anyway, uh, as I was, I made a specific note, of course, they showed the clip from the first time from the WrestleMania 27 match with Undertaker, with Triple H, where Undertaker had to be taken out on a gurney. Like, got to jerk right. off. Triple H was the first WrestleMania opponent to make Undertaker not be able to leave under his own power. We got to jerk oh, off man. the game. <laughs> Oh, 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 baby. Oh, baby. Uh, Christian's yeah. in the back teaching trips how to beat himself. Uh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And then it ends uh, with he shall conquer death himself. Itself. Yeah, and, sure. Uh, okay, fine. I, Paul Heyman says he knows it's a hard truth, but the Undertaker streak will be conquered by Brock Lesnar. And on April 6, 2014, the Undertaker and his streak shall rest in peace yes the line thank you everybody knows it please god something else okay something else indeed backstage stephanie mcmahon is mad his triple h for just wanting to talk to daniel bryan tonight man to man and of course she's like now i know you're not just being condescending when you say you're going to talk to him like a man like i can't relate to what that means but maybe you Me can't relate sure. To what happened last week. Oh, Stephanie is peak girl boss in this episode. Gaslight gatekeep girl boss. Absolutely. Stephanie is like Daniel Bryan disrespected us, our authority, our my family. She, she spit on the McMahon family name. Have you forgotten that? Triple H's like, Stephanie I says anything. respect my, my authority. Oh, yeah. You know, Stephanie's real match. She's a lot of my, not our. She's a lot of my. In, Absolutely. In, she's really mad. Um, Triple H says he hasn't forgotten anything. The match is already made. You know, we're just going to do this. We're just going to talk. We've already taken care of it. And Stephanie wants to know if Triple H has even thought about what will happen to business. What's going to happen to their family when Triple H wins at Mania and becomes WWE champion, has to be on the road all the time. Like you even think of that at all? Have you have you been have you are you even thinking at all tonight? No. Triple H goes maybe for the first time in a long time. I'm thinking real clearly. Triple H, Triple H looking at Stephanie like that time that he divorced her. What? Okay. In in story, before they even got married. IRL. He divorced Stephanie in storyline when he found well, out. That well, Stephanie... from from the from the yeah, drunken Vegas I marriage, I assume. Yes, that's what I was joking about. Is it okay. that relationship ends because the marriage is falling apart, and so they renew really? their vows, and Stephanie fakes a pregnancy to keep Triple H there, and then Triple H learns that the pregnancy is fake, and then he dumps her when they renew vows. 
Slut. Wow, what a slut. Fuck that does, bitch. Wow. Does, does call her a big slut with a Grand Canyon of a vagina. And, I, and I'm sure um, and I'm sure that the entire audience it all collectively nutted for throwing out their favorite thing, which is calling a woman a slut for daring to exist. Um, uh, fucking, yeah, marital troubles. We love watching marital troubles for the people we hate. Ah, fuck you. Yeah, Triple H is like, leave me alone. Let me take care of it. I got this. And Stephanie's like, you better. And then she storms out. Yes. Uh, and then uh, Fondango in a match out. That- matters it's fandango is coming out jbl calls daniel bryan the root of all evil <laughs> what the fuck he's like daniel bryan he is ruining my favorite couple my fate my otp uh, is being ruined by oh daniel bryan jbl is very active on ao3 writing those stephanie and hunter slash fix he is and uh then i wrote david is probably going crazy right about now because it's gold dust <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I don't, I don't love the Goldust character as much as I love when Dustin Rhodes just gets to, you know, fucking be Dustin Rhodes. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's fine. We do love some, we do love some Dustin, even if he is in this fucking gimmick. Um, uh, Fandango, who for some reason gets a whole like drop down candlelit outline when he enters the ring. Yeah, that's been a thing for a while. I guess we've not seen a full I... Fandango entrance here i don't know if i have uh why i i jesus christ that fucking uh i that fucking dumb little dance got him over enough to afford him that jesus um uh so gold dust comes out with cody and is like i can do ballroom too and starts like trying to fucking slow dance with cody and cody's like uh what the fuck brother what are you doing cody is out here the this entire match for some reason, insisting that he's like he's normal. TM, we are mere months away from the debut of the Stardust character. Stardust is 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 coming soon. Is this he a is fucking like soon. lead up to Stardust? Is that we're gonna like watch Cody break or something? I don't think that, I don't. I think at one point he just starts dressing like Stardust. I don't think there's like a, a big storyline point. Are they have an exciting incident for it? Fuck no. You Anyway, oh, Goldust immediately starts kind of flirt, being flirty with Summer Rae, and she's like, "What?" Yeah, uh, it's it, he's allowed to be. He's allowed to sexually harass people because he's a good guy. Because he's it's funny great. when Go- it's, it's funny if he, when it, Goldust it, does it. It's funny when he sexually harasses women. But if you look, at, if you dare so much look at me when you're a heel and you're gay, I will murder you. Yeah, uh, but Goldust spends a lot of the match mockingly dancing around because uh, he, he's making fun of the gimmick. Um, he Summer Ray jumps on the apron to be a dis- dude to distract Goldust. Goldust walks over to her and he does the Saturday Night Fever thing, which Jerry Lawler yeah. calls Saturday Night Live because he's an idiot. Um, fucking moron. And then he bar and then Goldust barks at Summer Ray and spooks her off the apron falls into cody's arms and then and summer ray immediately gets hard eyes over it he tries to flirt with cody and he's like nope putting you back he's down like, does this go anywhere does this go no. anywhere no of course it doesn't it's, i'm so glad this match happened it mattered a match it, that apparently happened there match some match happens here uh Fondano yeah. goes to the top rope leg drop misses goldus hits the curtain call for the win 
Yeah, Goodbye. but he's he's mad at the end of the match for some reason. Well, because Cody wouldn't ballroom dance with him, of course. Ha! Ah, of course! True betrayal between brothers. Fucking Christ. Yeah, commentary gives so little of a shit about this match that they are, they're fucking debating, like, the etymology of flip-flop and which foot is the flip and which foot is the flop. Beautiful. Fantastic, really. It's great. Guys, Co-Diva uh, Season 2 is here. Oh my god, it looks so bad. It looks it, so trashy. And then, The Undertaker is slumming it on main event this week. Yeah, The Undertaker returns again. Michael Cole says, this is absolutely incredible. And you know what? For once, I agree. Holy shit, he stooped to be on the C-show. Please, please subscribe to the WWE Network and watch main event. Undertaker is there. Christ. It's absolutely incredible. We get the exact same Undertaker-like returns graphic that we had fucking two weeks ago. For to to, he just he he's not gone. He's just here. Aha. Okay. Um. So Corporate so, Kane is out here. His half brother. Why the fuck does Corporate Kane still have the standard Kane entrance? What? What is the continuity because on Corporate? Kane, but what's the why is he in business? He's still a demon. Why is he a fucking corpo? Wow, what? wow. You you think the demons are allowed to have corporate jobs? That's offensive. Did, didn't um, think he would be well, you know what? I guess, but also I didn't I somehow I don't what is the continuity here? Why okay? Anyway, like they talk about corporate Kane like he's just another persona of Kane. But he still gets the full fucking fire and brimstone entrance. My brain feels broken. Also, okay, they say he's the Undertaker's half brother. Has this always been the lore? I thought they were just normal brothers. Is, did I, think, I miss something? I think, I think at some point in the long and and dreary tale of the Undertaker, they reveal that they're half brothers of where Paul Bear. They share Paul Bear as a father, but that's it. Oh fuck. Okay, yeah, that part. I forgot about that part. Okay, cool. Uh, uh, they encourage you to use hashtag corporate cane to talk about this on Twitter. My favorite hashtag. I'm not using that. Um, but Kane and, has a microphone, and he mm. says, as as the is the D as the DOO, the director of operations, it is his job to execute the vision of the authority. This ring is a place for <laughs> This ring is a place for action, but some actions do not have a place in this ring. Like uh, what a piece of D-O-O. <laughs> D-O-O, D-O-O, am I right? Um, I'll show you some D-O-O corporate tape. Anyway, like the <laughs> Occupy Raw stunt, it was dangerous, inappropriate, and violated numerous safety codes put in place for the protection of you, our audience. This is also what Kane said about the George Floyd protests in 2020. <laughs> 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 oh man, goddamn, you're right. He truly is a demon. How could I and ever? Kane oh. has investigated and he has oh. determined that Daniel Bryan could not have possibly acted alone. It had to have been one of Memphis's own who helped him. 
It had oh my no God, we're actually doing Gary the, the King Lawler. Why are we doing this? Well, it's 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 bullshit. It's it's obvious. Lawler was Lawler didn't actually help Daniel Bryan last week. They're they're pinning it on him because they were in Memphis. Sure, someone's got to pay for that. Um. Not by getting fired, of course. No, no, that would be too drastic an action. No, just with a match. We can't fire anybody for this supposedly very illegal thing that happened. No, like you just gonna, pay. I, they, I feel like they were gonna fire Jerry after they beat him. I up. don't know. It looked like they, he said this needs to be settled in the ring. It looked like they were gearing up for a match. And at that point, why the fuck didn't you just say, Jerry, you're fucking fired. Get out of the building. You didn't. Ah. Uh, okay. Anyway. Nobody you can't fire anybody in this pot in this storyline. Okay. We don't have any power. Anyway, Jerry Lawler's like, what the fuck? And before he even can even get out of his chair, the shield come down to the ring. Yeah. They surround Jerry at the announce table and they, they demand that he get in the, in the ring. In the ring. They, they basically escort him into the ring. And Kane starts taking off his suit and his tie. And Kane says, now, Jerry, we've known each other a long time. I remember when I was your dentist. And it's that line. I was good. Said that. Oh, oh, you inserted I added that. That's that beautiful. In. I wish that's that was a good line, dude. I fucking wish he had the balls to say that. That's and funny. Like, and we both know you're not in fighting shape, which is why uh -huh. I won't maybe enjoy doing what I have to do. Well, maybe yeah, exactly. See, he's gonna fucking have a match with him. And Kane gives Jerry Lawler a chance to say any last words. And then Seth Rollins jumps in. He's like, I see that look in your eye, Jerry. And I don't think Daniel Bryan is coming to save you. Because the shield always does what's best for business. And they've they've blocked this so that Jerry's in one corner, Kane's in the other. The shield are kind of blocking Jerry and they're facing Jerry. And they yeah, all kind of encircled turn. him. They all turn around and face Kane. Oh, wow. Who'd have thought the shield is turning on Kane? I didn't see this coming. Did you see this coming? No fucking wow. way. Yeah, okay. You're a lot meaner on this storyline than I am. Well, it's it's uh, it's it's fine. It's mostly just the fact that Kane is a fucking dumbass who, for some reason, gave the Shield another chance after they clearly showed their true colors. And I don't know why he thought he could trust them this time. Like they he they clearly don't give a shit. Like they they in their conversation with him backstage before this, they show no deference to him. They don't seem like their attitude has changed at all. Like Kane is a dumbass for trusting them here. I guess. <clears throat> anyway, the shield, a dog pile cane, whoop his ass, spear by Roman, triple power bomb, go to hell. I, I have to say, there is a great spot. So Kane realized what's about to happen. Um, he, he does try to like fight back. Uh, he like, uh, he's, he lines up for the choke slam on Rollins. Like he's got his hand around mm -hmm. Rollins throat. But Ambrose crashes through Kane's arm, breaks the hold, 
and then Rollins gets a, like a spinning drop kick off of it. That was actually a really like yeah, like great be... tactical move from from Ambrose breaking the chokehold like that, and then Rollins lining up a move instantly afterward. That was a great little spot there. Yep. Then next we have the Bella Twins are on commentary. I note Bree is wearing a Just Say I, Yes shirt to to you know I, oh, support boy. her support her fiance. Uh yeah, uh, I I want it noted that that in my notes, um, once I saw the next segment that was coming up, the only thing I wrote was Christ. Uh, anyway, the next match up is a tag match between the Funkadactyls and AJ Lee and Tamina, and I made a note yeah, okay. myself to this to do this is so is I I promised in the front half that I would do some research to figure out. Oh. The, uh, the total divas versus non-total divas results. Uh, oh shit! Look at since you. This are since total divas has started airing up to this episode of Raw. So I have compiled four statistics: total divas versus non-total divas, total divas versus AJ Lee, uh, total divas versus total divas, and non-total divas. Versus non-total divas. So I am going to give you. I also broke it down between Raw, SmackDown, and pay-per-views. So, but let's start with the easy one. I want. I want you to get. What do you think the overall win percentage is of total divas versus non-total divas since we started? I'm gonna put it at a solid ninety percent. Way too high. I, I, I'll, I'll give you a hint that it's a lot lower than I thought it would be. And oh. I'll give you another try on that one. Uh, sixty forty. That's a lot better. The total is sixty three percent, thirty five and twenty one. Oh, well, damn. You know what? I guess we stand corrected. They're not being as weird about now, pushing the Total Divas exclusively. I made a note. I, there are some notes to make here. Uh-oh. Um, there are kind of some observations that stuck out to me as I was compiling this. And that's why I broke it down the way I did. On <laughs> Raw, it's 74% on Raw. They're 20 oh, and 7 wow. on Raw. Uh, the first time they even took a loss to a non-total divas wrestler was on October 14th. And Jesus. they total divas started airing at the end of July. <laughs> um, so it's three whole months undefeated. Yeah, and Two I and a half, whatever. total divas versus AJ Lee because I figured that that would be different. I assumed mm-hmm. it would in fact be worse. On Raw, I'm wrong. In fact, uh, on Raw, the Total Divas are 11 and 3, 79% against AJ Lee specifically. What the fuck? Okay, wow, never mind. Fuck you. Now, SmackDown is a bit of a different story. On SmackDown, the Total Divas are only 13 and 9 against non Divas wrestlers. And a big reason for that is because on SmackDown, they are four and nine against AJ Lee. So it was oh. basically they're nine and oh on SmackDown against anyone that's not AJ Lee, and they're four okay. and nine against AJ on SmackDown. You want to watch AJ win? Please, God, watch the B show, please. Yeah, go watch SmackDown if you want to watch that happen. Yeah, and then, fuck SmackDown, whatever. 
On the pay-per-views, the Total Divas are 2-5 and five overall against the non-Total Divas, and that is heavily carried by the fact that they are 2-4 and four against AJ specifically. They they won a cup. They 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 won the Survivor Series tag match, and Cameron beat AJ by DQ at Elimination Chamber. But other than that, they're just taking L's to AJ on pay per view because those are title matches. I expected that to be how that happened, how that looked. So overall, against AJ Lee, the Total Divas are seventeen and sixteen, fifty two percent. Um, Holy shit! If you take okay, away, pay- well, it, it, away- could, it could be worse, but those yeah. are some weird fucking stats to that yeah. make that up. If you take away pay per views, because I figured those were a little, those kind of skewed a little bit. They're sixty seven percent against non total divas and fifty six percent against AJ specifically. Um, and because I was curious, total divas versus non total versus total divas versus other members of total divas, I those have only happened in six matches since yeah. june and the big one a rest a matches between all wrestlers who are not on total divas seven times since july wow um and a lot of Women that on our lot, show are very lot, important and a lot of that is that when total divas started airing Caitlin and AJ were still feuding over the Divas title. So a lot of those matches are just them kind of resolving and finishing that feud up. Okay. After that, it's a lot, a lot less likely. Oof. So it's Oof. not as dominant, it's not as dominant as I thought. And I think the fact that I've only been watching Raw helps create the perception. Yeah, but, but also still overall gotta keep that ratio gotta, up for the total divas. Consistently, the Total Divas are winning a lot more often than than, than ever against non-Total Divas. I am surprised they don't use Total Divas to like build Diva versus Diva matches. Oh, they will. Oh, they They will. will. Oh, good. It will start being a thing where like feuds that happen on TV, like they use stuff that happens on Total Divas to build the stuff that happens on TV. Oh my god. Oh my god. It's so dumb. It looks so fucking fake. Okay, anyway. Um, okay. So the match. Austin, why the fuck does Naomi have an eye patch? Because she has she had a she had a match and she fought and her like ocular bone got hurt or whatever. Oh. Oh, so that was the injury. Okay. Well that, that was the injury and now right. she's got an eye patch. It's well bedazzled. it looks sick. She yossified it. Um so uh, the 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 Bellas on commentary. Oh boy, the Bellas on commentary. The Bellas on commentary tease how on the next episode of Total Divas you're gonna see if Nikki's gonna get proposed to next week. Oh I, no! I have seen the future. <laughs> no, that's not happening, and won't that's happen not... for three more years. Oh my God, Juan Juan Cena. John Chana, can John you answer Chana. for yourself? John, John Chana, Chana was very afraid of commitment with his relationship with Nikki. <laughs> oof, oof, oh man. Uh, I am begging commentary to stop being creepy toward the divas. Oh, holy shit. There was too much macking on the Bella Twins for me to keep track of in my notes. Um, all I remember is something about JBL saying that he likes like the tattoos 
that AJ has. The Bell's like, oh, you like tattoos? We got, we got tattoos, tattoos too, is, And JBL so just gets that, a boner. It's, it's weird that they also pop in with like the very flirty, like you should see our tattoos when both of them are on in relationships on reality TV that is being hyped by WWE TV. Yeah, but Austin, right now. Austin, they got to get those thirst follows on Twitter because they're like, and if you want to see where our tattoos are, go follow us on Twitter. I guess. gotta get those thirst follows, man. Uh-huh. I guess. <laughs> anyway, this match is a lot of beating up Cameron and then hot tag to Naomi. And then Naomi wins, pins AJ, waka waka walk walk. And then waka waka. After the match, I will say, I will say Naomi ta- gets that hot tag and she's going fucking crazy. Especially, which is especially wild knowing that she's been out of action for the past several fucking months um it's it's like actually impressive uh and and also especially with an eye patch too like impressive showing from her and it's a good thing wwe realized her potential and never booked her disrespectfully ever again she is gonna be a wwe lifer in the in wwe i can i can just tell is they're always gonna respect naomi and if she ever gets like another tag team partner, they will also always respect that tag team partner. Absolutely. Uh, also, I I also want to point out that they're, they're also mocking the congratu- fact that un- unrelated congratulations to Trinity as the new Knockouts champion in Impact. Ah, uh, yes, Trinity, not the same person as Naomi, not at all. Um. Uh. Yeah. So. Oop. Um, uh, they're also hawking on commentary that the Bellas are going to be on, I guess, the series finale of Psych, which is insane. Um, that and, USA uh, Network synergy! Yeah, I guess. They're, they spoil the fuck out of it by saying they become zombies. Good going on that one, Bellas. I don't know if that's... I can't, even test, I can't even tell if that's true or not. That sounds bullshit. I don't know. I Well, Psych is a wild show, man. Um, I mean, it is, but zombies? That I did think that was a little far-fetched. Maybe they're like, I don't know. I don't fucking know. Whatever. Anyway. Um, uh, so, so. Okay, now uh, I gotta look up. Now I gotta know what the fucking season finale of Psych is about. No, the series finale. Please don't, please don't tell me. Because I need to actually watch Psych all the way through. Fine. I will, I will, I will just say whether or not that feels like an accurate, like, Saying it's about zombies or something is an accurate description. Where the fuck? Uh, Arts and media. Nikki and Brie Bella become commentary or become zombies. Music. Where? What the fuck? Did I spell it wrong? What? I can't find psych. Maybe I spelled it wrong. Um. Oh, duh. Look up the Nightmare on State Street. I'll look up the Bella Twins because I bet I can find it from their their filmography. Yeah, I did spell it wrong. I put an E there. Um, oh, it's it's not it's not the uh, it's not the last episode of the main series. It is um, um, the second to last. Huh. <laughs> it's called a nightmare on State Street, so there's got to be some supernatural bullshit. nightmare it's not actual zombies but i can see where that happens 
Okay. Well, that's nice. Okie dokie. Also, I'm pretty sure, speaking of WWE wrestlers and psych, I'm pretty sure Charlotte's in the movie. Yes, she is. I remember watching the movie and being like, what the fuck? That's Charlotte Flair. Anywho. That uh, USA Network synergy. Anywho. Eight um, seasons in a movie. Eight seasons. Eight, eight seasons, three movies, and a musical. Excuse you. Community could never. Fuck you. Community could never. Uh, hey, at least the new movie's not going to have a Chevy Chase in it. Yada, da, 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 da. Um, all right. Um, so, um, so yes, AJ has eaten the pin. Great, great way to keep your tag champ looking strong, although, or your main champ feeling strong. Although, at the very least, this seems like it's building to something. Um, yeah, after the match, AJ is like, I always win when I'm alone, X. Uh, you're okay, the okay. I always the, you're, lose, you're, you're, you, I, I need to emphasize that Austin's saying this all in a very calm demeanor. AJ is screaming this at Tamina. Yeah, obviously. And then to, <clears throat> Tamina's had enough. She pushes AJ down and like, well, this partnership is dead. Rip in pieces. I guess AJ just has everybody gunning for her at this point. The that people who have pinned her recently. does lead into how this, what happens at Mania. Okay, well that that'll be interesting. Not that um, we're watching that fucking match, but you know. Yeah, no, I I I have a guess at the four matches we're watching, and I highly doubt the divas are going to be. It's in a there. real question of if if I can if I can stick the fifth match in there. Fair enough. Speaking um, of, okay. so oh, never mind. First, two K fourteen ad. That would be yes. 2K14. Uh, 2k14 where you can play any matchup you like except for intergender matches fuck you and then we get an announcement for the newest wwe hall of famer yes which was spoiled by the fucking over the shoulder network ad earlier but okay um oh, was it yes it was we saw that those shit on jerry lawler's like homepage. those dipshits had tmz open no, it wasn't TMZ. It was on the network. Oh, I bet. I bet there was a WWE.com article that yeah. had that mentioned the TMZ article. That's probably what happened. Yeah. Uh. So, but yes. Uh. Who else? It's Mr. T. Um, yeah. For his, uh, for his significance to the success of WWE since his like involvement WrestleMania one. Oh sold, yeah, it was like, very it was very big. It was very big. It was yeah. very important. He he was the kind of there would be the draw to help Hulk Hogan. Yeah, brother. legitimately. Yeah, and... fucking fucking uh um Shiva or no not Shivani, fucking um uh 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 Gene. I think it's mean Gene fucking buries like Liberace and whoever was like, you know, we didn't need Liberace, we didn't need whoever else. Mr. T was the really important well, one. I mean, They're like, okay, Jesus. Real, I mean, Liberace didn't really do shit. He just did the stupid kick. He just did the kick line. Yeah, well, still, way to bury those other, like, celebrities that were on your most important show your company has ever done. Yeah, um, Mr. T, yeah. From, in, in, during the height of his, of his time on the A-team, came over to the WWE he tagged and the rest in the main event of the very first WrestleMania he tagged team with mm -hmm. Hulk Hogan against Roddy Piper and and Mr. P Wonderful Paul Orndorff wow. and then at WrestleMania 2 he had a boxing match with Roddy Piper because one of those is significantly less critically acclaimed than the other I'll believe yeah, it up to you to guess which is which yeah because Roddy Piper hated Mr. T legit 
Uh, he saw okay. he saw T as arrogant, and it was one of those like got to protect the business from tough guys who think they could do this shit super easy. Okay, kind of thing. sure. Like that's that was like he thought that T wasn't very wasn't respectful enough to these people on under like this is just fake wrestling. That's easy peasy, and so Whatever. Piper hated him. That's why they had a boxing match at two. Uh, that's great. WCW okay, also cool. brought in Hope, brought in Mr. T as part of Hulk Hogan's kind of initial run with the company because all they WCW knew how to do with Hogan pre NWO is just do everything he did in the WWE. Nostalgia act. That's all and they knew how to do. Media, that's, that, that's, that's for other podcasts to make jokes about, not us, brother. Yeah, um, so Mr. T is going in the WWE Hall of Fame now. Yay. He's I'm very happy for lot. him. He's going to talk um, a lot about his we, in that Hall of Fame ceremony speech oh that's cute uh we 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 did get during this whole video package they did because we get a lot of clips of him and hogan together and like we get them for their wrestlemania match tearing each other's shirts off wrestling isn't gay guys don't yeah. wrestling you you are all secure in your sexuality wrestling is is uh there's no homoeroticism to be found here um, also, also, mr t helped hulk hogan become the very first wrestler to host saturday night live Oh, uh, I a, didn't know a, he hosted due SNL. A, due to a last-minute replacement change, like a last-minute like cancellation on the host, uh, and because Vince and Dick Ebersol were super tight, uh, hey. Mr. T and Hulk Hogan hosted Saturday Night Live the night before WrestleMania One. Look at that synergy! Yeah. Anyway, outstanding. We yeah. get to the uh, sixth way- match of that show. Well, it's an eight-man tag match. It is Alberto Del Rio, Ryback, Curtis Axel, and Damian Sandow versus Mark Henry, Dolph Ziggler, Biggie Langston, and yes, The Big Show. This episode was three hours long. Two and we and a half definitely needed to. Um, we definitely needed to see this match. Yeah, so Big Show has a picture-in-picture promo talking about how people have always compared him to Andre in his career. Ha, 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 ha. That was, you know, fair. It's also funny because in WCW canon, he He was known as the giant, Andre's son. That was the bit. Um, Oh, yeah. All eight men in the match are in the Andre Memorial Battle Royal. And if you thought I took any notes on this match, you're wrong. Um, I actually did take a couple I here. I literally didn't even watch this match. It was at this point in the show that I opened Peacock in another window and started timing out WrestleMania 30 for next ah! time. <laughs> that is what I did during this match. Absolutely beautiful. Uh, okay. Well, I did take some notes. Not many. So just some match highlights. Uh, we get a bit where uh, Mark Henry, uh, so so Big E and Ryback start off the match, and at one point, um, Big E tags in Mark Henry. Uh, we get a, a bit where Mark Henry catapults Big E into Ryback, who's in the corner, except the catapult is like, you know, Mark Henry and Big E grab hands, and Mark Henry gives a very gentle, like, heh, uh, like, pull of, of Big E toward Ryback. That, okay, sure. Um, uh, Lawler at some point during commentary blames his bad iPad skills from earlier on the fact that people run into the desk. Uh-huh. Um, sure, that Sa- makes sense. Damien Sandow is here. 
he he really tries to to like trick us into thinking he's big and tough when he's facing off against all these big boys. Uh, and and then uh, he tags seen, out. Two weeks in a row, we've seen Damian Sandow get absolutely dicked on on this show. Yeah, he he tags out. He he hits like one thing on Mark Henry or something, and he tags out after like ten seconds. Uh, big Show, of course, is not. The Big Show is the definitive hot tag for this match. Um, like, there's a, a bit where, like, all three or all, uh, three out of the four members of the face team, like, step into the ring and the heel team all back off. They're so scared. But uh, uh, um, Big Show is not stepping into the ring for that. So you can tell, like, oh, he's going to be the hot tag. So he gets the hot tag. And Sandow's still the, le- Sandow's the legal man again at this point. He just tears Sandow the fuck apart before he can get the pin. There's a whole ass scuffle between all the dudes. Uh, you know, one last burst before Sandow gets absolutely murdered for realsies by Big Show and Big Show gets the pin. Waka Waka. Thank you. This match was very necessary. Um, uh, anyway, on to something that has at least somewhat more plot relevance. We cut back to basically the same thing we had earlier. Batista, Batista is going to walk out a second time again. <laughs> He's leaving the building again, and Renee is running up to interview him again. He, okay, and Batista goes, he's never quit anything, which is very funny because that's literally how he quit WWE the first time. Is on <laughs> screen, he goes, I quit. That's just like, ha. And he said, it doesn't matter if it's Triple H or Daniel Bryan, he's leaving WrestleMania with what he came back for. Yeah. Uh, he's taking his ball and going home. Um, so, Next. uh, Kofi is here. Yay! To the get main event match of the White. evening. Oh, okay. Uh, then, so oh, it's, shit. It's, oh, God. Oh, God. It's almost time for the new day. It's almost time for the new day. It's almost time for the new day. They're like three months away. Come on. Fuck. Yeah, but, uh, but then, oh, shit. Before Bray Wyatt comes out here, or before at least the match starts, we get the legacy music video. Yeah, okay. This was actually sick. It is a, it's it's the highlight promo package they will do for Bray, Bray Wyatt versus John Cena set to Legacy by Eminem. It is dope as fuck. I discovered it was actually a pretty sick song, and I'm probably going to add it to my playlist because uh, yeah. And it's not even my favorite promos video from WrestleMania 30. Oh, are we are we get, are we going to get there later, brother? Uh, we'll get there next time. You can bet your nice. ass that we are gonna watch. Hell yeah, watch the video that I most Hell likely yeah. goaded. But yeah, legacy. The video is dope as hell. Uh, yeah, that then, was, it was actually really sick. A lot of great. Again, Wyndham just wants to make horror movies, guys. Just let him, please, God, let him make a horror yeah. movie. So this match is super one-sided to Bray Wyatt. He basically he whoops Kofi's ass. It's a squash match. Uh, yeah, Bray oh, Wyatt. So three wins. months away from the new day. Come on. And then what feels like a payoff to what I would to for, from what our NXT arc, even if you know chronologically this came first, um, we get an ad for the Oculus movie, which was apparently from. So they say uh, 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 an ad for a new movie from WWE Studios, and I go, oh boy, now, I'm ready for some bullshit, some weird obscure. I remember. No, hold the. F- I remember Oculus trailers. From 2014. I remember this movie because fucking Karen Gillan is starring in it. WWE Studios is one of the production companies. The others being Intrepid Pictures, Blumhouse, and Micah Entertainment. 
Yeah. They're one of the four production companies. They didn't distribute the movie. This isn't one of their direct DVD horse shit movies. But yeah. This is actual good cinema. It is the Oculus starring Karen Gillen with the evil mirror. Just like we all made jokes about NXT women's locker room having an Oculus mirror because everyone turned heel oh. in front of the mirror. Oh, shit, buddy. Yeah, well, you know, it's funny you say that because I was over here being like, why the fuck is WWE Studios putting their hand in this cookie jar who, which superstar are they pushing? Obviously, it was Sasha Banks's mirror. Yes, well, obviously, that's the connection. It's the connection. Uh, and I don't see what the fuck else it would be. Yeah, we just straight um, up did a trailer for Oculus. It was awesome. Yeah. I should watch that movie. You've never really? seen the movie. Yeah. Um, but you know, seems seems There's all right bonus, enough. A bonus episode. We watched WWE Studios classic Oculus. Oh my god. Wait, Oculus came out in 2013. What? Hmm. Whatever. Oh, it actually has good reviews. That's new. Um, that's new for WWE Studios. It premiered in 2013 at the Toronto International Film Festival. Oh, okay. It didn't have theatrical release until April 2014. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's new for WWE Studios. It's actually good reviews. Um... Nice. They so it. they they did it. Congratulations, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, we got them. All right. Um, so uh we get the same Arnie ad as last time. Cool. Um, and we have oh boy, I did check the timer on this one. 17 minutes for this segment, and oh boy, uh <laughs> why? Because we're not done. Triple H was getting in his 20 minutes of promo tonight. Even if he oh had to do it in two parts, he is getting it in. He's so Tri- Triple H comes okay. out. He wants Daniel Bryan to come out here. Daniel Bryan does. And Triple H I will say fans. real quick before we get into the meat of this, shout out to the people who made fucking like light up flashing yes letter signs. Like people were holding up like a Y sign, an E sign, and an S sign. And each of them, they were like fucking actually like had lights and were like flashing kudos that's some good craftsmanship right there well now um yeah okay thanks daniel bryan for coming out here tonight he has a couple things he wants to get off his chest this wasn't a popular decision in my circles i'll i'll be lucky if my wife talks to me tonight Uh and a lot of things have led to this moment daniel triple h says he wants to explain that everything he did up to this moment is because he believed it was best for business no it was at this point it was was at this point that someone in the front row like hung a a sign over the barricade that said daniel bryan is best for business Uh, i I have to imagine that person when they heard triple h drop that line they were like that was my chance man (laughs) beautiful sometimes the audience has perfect timing Um, absolutely but he's like none of it was personal and here's the thing tm he wants a, I want you to hear this, Daniel, and understand it was not personal. It was about what was best for WWE. And you might not understand it. I'm not going to stand here and debate it. And, and he doesn't expect Daniel or anyone else in this crowd to understand the burdens of needing to make the best decisions for this company. Uh, however, last week, Daniel crossed the line. But he's willing to let it go for it to be 
water under the bridge because the truth mm -hmm. is it doesn't matter what led us to this moment. All that matters is that we're here now. And Triple H says it feels like we're we were supposed to be in this ring together right now. And in three weeks on the great on the biggest stage that man has ever known, you and I are going to step in this ring together and we're going to fight. Triple H says he won't apologize for what he'll do in that ring. And he, Daniel Bryan shouldn't apologize either. Daniel crossed the line. And now Triple H has to put an end to all of this. He doesn't necessarily want to, but he has no choice. He has no choice but to end the yes movement. End this uprising. He has no choice to shut all this down and then to shut this down, I have to put an end to you, Daniel, then no apologies, then that's what I have to do. Well, I want to say two, two things I want to interject here. One, um, it, on, on a serious note, uh, the, the no apologies, that's what I have to do. There's this pause between him saying no apologies and that's what I have to do. That kind of reads like it's him choking on Mike a little bit again. We saw this in the like last week. It feels like, uh, again, if, if this is intentional, brilliant fucking storytelling here. Like, again, that confidence draining away, that desperation dripping out. Um, uh, Triple H can pretend that this is all just like, I got to do what's biz best for this. I got to do this cold, calculated, just what I got to do. But he is not personal. He's so mad. Yeah. He says yeah. it's not personal, but it is. And he's and he's like restraining himself. He's trying to catch himself. It's awesome. Uh, uh, on a completely different note, uh, man, this uh, this particular promo, we get a very close up shot of Triple H's profile as he's delivering this promo. And I have to say, I I can't tell if Triple H is fucking contoured, like he has contoured makeup on, or if his cheekbones and jowls are just that inhumanly perfect because there is like a perfect shadow. Uh, with the with the line going directly under his cheekbone and down around like the crease, uh, right between his like uh his cheek and his mouth. I don't know if that's like he has makeup on or if it's like he's just got the most perfectly crafted face in the universe. But goddamn, it was mesmerizing. I could not stop looking at it. Beautiful. Um, or maybe uh, it's just his five o'clock shadow. Who's maybe. to say? Okay. Um, so Triple H, uh, um, like, I want to look you in the eye, Daniel, and say, no hard feelings. May the best man win. And he yeah. puts out his hand to shake. And Daniel Bryan refuses to shake his hand. He's like, no way, also man. At this point, real quick, one, one more thing I want to point out. Uh, we get a sign. Uh, WWE is bass. Now, I, I presume it was supposed to be WWE is boss, but they have boss, like, written in weird, like, angular letters, uh, and the O was a triangle. So I can only presume it means WWE bass. is bass. I went fishing and caught me a WWE. That's Alternatively, true. it's bass and makes for some great music. Anyway. Hey, okay, so Daniel Bryan doesn't shake his hand. Triple says, it's cool. You know, if I was in your position, I would probably do the same. I'd probably do even worse. Uh, then Triple H, admit, he, said, he admits that he's dumped a lot on Daniel Bryan since SummerSlam. Obstacle after obstacle. And yet, he's still standing here. And the fans start chanting for Daniel at this point. And he's like, you know why the crowds say that, Daniel? It's because they respect you. They've seen you walk through a mountain of crap 
when anybody else would have folded a long time ago and taken their ball and went home, but not you. And I got to tell you, you got a big set. And if nothing else, Daniel, you have earned my respect. The psychology of Triple H is so fucking crazy here. He's insane. He's greedy. He's flatly, like, callous and evil. He's violently fucked up. But also, like, he respects a big pair of cojones. And you can get through to him just by, like, just being an obstinate dick. And, and like, conquering physical challenges. It's fascinating to see the inner workings of this man's mind. I'm going to be honest. As much as... for this week um i honestly wish it had went a completely different because i was really compelled by this being triple h's real feelings like yeah like being this cold calculating jackass but still genuinely respecting daniel like that he 100 in his like Triple H on this show up to this point presents this idea of like, he's doing what he's got to do for business, but the way he looks at Daniel, whereas he looks at Daniel the way I think a former wrestler would look at Daniel. Stephanie Stephanie has never been a real wrestler. She's wrestled a little bit enough. She's wrestled enough times to be a former women's champion. Whoopity do. She's wrestled enough times to be a playable character in 2k. Right. But She's not a wrestler. She's more, she's, she, she is, has much more experience as management from the family Mm -hmm. owner side of the business. And so she sees Daniel Bryan's actions as, as this horrible, disrespectful, rebellious attitude. And Triple H sees some of that too, but he also looks at it like a wrestler who respects the hustle. He respects that sometimes that's the kind of guy you got to be to get ahead in this business business so yeah. he feels like he's got to put down daniel because that's what he's got to do for business but he actually does respect him he respects his drive he respects his talent he respects the the how far daniel was willing to go and i feel like what happens after that undermines that as a sincere reading of triple h's character yes I agree with that as well, and like I, I appreciate where this went, but it is unfortunate because I was getting into like what was being offered here as a potential character beat for him, um, which is why I made the note on it that I did because it, it was it was fascinating. Uh, but yeah, so Stephanie comes out uh, and she is extremely mad at Daniel and her husband, and she's like, uh, "Guess what, buddy." Uh, you're fired, or you're you're arrested. No, he's still not fired. He's fucking arrested, though. She gets, she calls. I got the cops here. Fuck them, boys. Uh, very, uh, very. You know, it's it's nice to see the local indie guys this time got to put on a cop uniform instead of security. Um, yeah, you know, shake, I wrote, out, I wrote outcome the San Antonio Indies finest. <laughs> Absolutely, they all got their nightsticks, man. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm they, sure they all need to then use them in, in future matches. Um, Triple H and Stephanie uh, start arguing at ringside. Meanwhile, and Daniel H- Bryan, so, so the cops surround Daniel Bryan in the ring, and Daniel Bryan's like holding out his arms. Like he's about to use fucking like Jesus powers to get cops on his side. He's like, Daniel Bryan's in, the, in, the, in that ring going, Amen, I say to you, Amen. Yes, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. 
the forgotten um, the forgotten proverb of Jesus. He's yes. Absolutely. Yes. Amen. Yes. I say to you, yes. Um uh, so the, the, cops, um, the cops handle uh handle um uh handle um uh Daniel Bryan like Yeah, they cuff his ass. They 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 handle him very roughly. Very uh, very roughly like they've got him all like under like they all their nightsticks pressed up against his back as they have like have him shoved to the fucking ground oof and shit ferguson's the only the only uh protest we've had up to this point oh oh boy you know we we're still able to show depictions like this on tv enjoy it while you can boys yeah oh boy you know all, all, Ooh, that, was missed, all that was missing was the knee on the back of the neck and we would have had uh, well we had we had nightstick on the back of the neck close they were, uh, they were no. going hard on them nightsticks um they really were god damn uh so triple h gets back in the ring and he, he's telling the cops to back off he's like this is not what i want back off he's yeah. like after all you're not even real cops get out of here <laughs> oh my god he called out the indie guy thing so the cops skedaddle daniel bryan is handcuffed though and then triple yes. h goes and besides, I'm really looking forward to doing this myself. And Triple H starts whooping the absolute dog shit Murder out of Daniel Bryan for the fuck. next, like, seven minutes. Okay. So. So, was this, a, for, this did make me question, was this all a fucking ruse, or is Trips just that, is Trips just that much of a fucking simp that Stephanie's like, no snoo snoo if you go through it, this, and he's like, well, goddamn, I do love some snoo snoo. The commentary team treats it as if this was all, like, that all that respectable was shit was just bullshit to yeah. build this moment to kind of trick Daniel into a false sense of security. Um... So I'm gonna assume that's the, that's how we're supposed to read on it, and like I said, okay, that's what makes me sad is because him him it undermines what I thought was a really interesting way to play Triple H in this storyline. Yes, okay, okay. So it was a ruse. It, yeah, I I'm a hundred percent in agreement with you there. As usual, we are one. Um, yeah, okay. So you know. I'm so glad that we can now add torture porn to the genres of visual erotica that Austin has made me watch for this goddamn podcast. Um, alternatively, man, this production of Jesus Christ Superstar has a really interesting concept to it. I've never seen the 39 lashes depicted this way before. I, al I also was thought of Passion of the Christ watching this beat down. Well, because this motherfucker's getting his shirt, like, ripped. He's like, he literally does look like a fucking Jesus figure going through this. As Triple H just spent, literally, it's just the next seven minutes is Triple H gratuitously beating up on Daniel Bryan with virtually no reprieve from Daniel Bryan. D just, just, we're just watching him get uh, murdered I mean, for seven whole minutes. I don't know why I did like beat by beat notes on this because I did. Because it's all why? kind of the same thing, isn't why? it? Why? Austin, this episode was three hours long. He beats him pillar to post all around the ring. Oh my uh, god. Some notes um, I will Stephanie... bring up is Michael Cole goes, what happened to the man who would take a man straight on? To which I said, when the fuck was that, Cole? What, yeah, what, Trips what has always been a bastard. You know, at what, what point in Triple H's career was he a straightforward sportsman type? <laughs> well, 
the one match with Taker at Mania, and that's it. So Stephanie is just there to yell and mock it, mock Daniel. Oh, she Bryan. she does. Uh, once Daniel Bryan's shirt has been significantly like rended, Daniel's shirt um, gets ripped uh, apart. Ste- Triple H's shirt's coming open at the front. Um, he does. Stephanie does come up and hit some chops on Daniel. Yes, and Daniel, yeah, Daniel and uh, yeah, Hunter like grabs Daniel and holds him up for Stephanie to slap. And, and and Daniel, in what was almost certainly a Vince mandated line, screams at her, "You hit like a girl." Yeah. So Triple H continues to beat Daniel Bryan's ass. Um, he hits him. Basically, the final bit is he leans up Daniel in the ring, up against the ring post. He takes a chair, hits Daniel Bryan square in the face with a chair, knocks him unconscious. And then Hunt Triple H drags well, Brian to the center of the ring. I, I, it, it did. It did dawn on me toward the end of the sequence that, huh, getting a handcuff like that puts you in a perfectly pedigreeable pose. And I sure actually, enough, when I first saw this, like, how's he going to hit the pedigree with the? Because I didn't think his arms were in the. I didn't think his hands were in the right spot to get to. Oh, a hundred percent. Then, then when he got him in the center, he's like, oh, okay, so his hands are can be in the right spot. I thought I thought the handcuffs would keep him too tight to be able to hook the arms right, but okay, guess not. Yeah, no. Um, uh, Stephanie auditions for the Mortal Kombat announcer by screaming, finish him. Finish um, him. Triple H yeah. hits Brian with a pedigree. Well, okay, well, Triple H get, takes a quick minute to have an orgasm. Uh, he was like, he was waiting. He was like, we're brother production. We're early. Give me a cue. <laughs> he, he just, he stands there and he takes in the moment. He looks very aroused. Uh, and then, so he hits the pedigree on Daniel. Stephanie enters the ring. They start aggressively making out. Oh, Brian's corpse. Oh, for Brian's corpse. Sam. And man, man what the fuck? And then that's just the end of it. Then that's just it. What the <laughs> fuck did they send the crowd home on? Triple H it grabs the mic and he go and he grabs my ring, our ring, our house, our show. This belongs to us. There is no yes movement. And yeah, this is what ends the fucking show. You must have done like a dark match to send the audience home because what sure, a fucking downer. They probably did. They probably did a match with Cena or some shit. In the dark, in the dark. Oh night. my god, that was so fucked up, dude. Yeah, so <laughs> it's just seven minutes. Daniel Bryan getting murdered by. Oh my god, the like, crowd, okay. kind, the crowd, kind of just deflated the whole. They, they didn't, they weren't like cheering for Daniel or anything. Like you'd probably hope. Harrowing stuff these- and like on. Um, in f- effective in some ways, but also like this did not need to be seven minutes long. No, they were they were filling for time and even then managed to take end early because Triple H was waiting for that cue to do the pedigree. Christ all fucking mighty. Oh my god. Oh, that was a so slog. It was. I liked the plot beats for stuff that I cared about. I liked a lot. Yeah, of but it was all Ryan done within the Ace. first part. Yeah, the first hour was the best part of Raw, <laughs> and then it Without kept going. Fucking question, and it just kept going. <laughs> Kill me. So 
This is our last stop on the road to WrestleMania, even though somehow there are two more weeks after this. I don't know how. Keep spinning those wheels. Keep spinning those fucking wheels. But yeah, everything is in place now. Daniel Bryan versus Triple H, and now either winner will go on to the to a triple threat at the main event of WrestleMania 30. Oh, baby. That's wild. And soon we'll be back with a, a cut down, the abridged version of the of WrestleMania 30. Beautiful. I, I'm very, I am legitimately quite excited for WrestleMania 30. It's just also it's like fuck, a fantastic dude. show for sure. I'm very, I excited have no doubt on it again, but that for next time though, we return to 1990 where oh. the ultimate challenge has been laid out. It's been issued, but I think it's time to make it official and also to be clear of all the stakes here. Because it, it, it's not going to be just as simple as yet another title match in Hulk Hogan's long resume. No, no. It's going to be a little bit bigger than that. Oh? You'll see. Oh, d- oh boy. All right. I'm excited. This will yep. be good. That's for next time. Uh, until then, David, hit the plugs. Yes, sir. Dear friends. Thank you all for joining us on yet another episode of the Noobs and Knockouts podcast. We are so delighted to have you here. Uh, returning listeners, viewers, what have you, you know the drill. Thank you all so much for once again welcoming us back into your eardrums, your eyeballs, whatever the hell it is you, you use to consume our content. And we're just so happy to have you here, and we hope you guys continue to have a great time with us. Uh, new people, hey, hi, how's it going? Welcome to the show. We here at the Noobs and Knockouts podcast like to think we are friendly to both noobs and knockouts alike. So whether you're brand new to the wild, wacky world of wrestling or you're a veteran of all the weird bullshit, either way, we hope you've had a great time here. We hope you feel welcome here. We hope things feel accessible to you. We hope you want to keep coming back to have a great time with us week after week after week. And I'm going to tell you exactly how the hell you can do so. Uh, First of all, of course, you can find us on YouTube. We are the Noobs and Knockouts podcast on YouTube. Hit subscribe, ring that bell, make sure it turns a nice little solid color so you get notifications every single time we drop a brand new episode. Check out uh, all of our playlists because Austin has been kind enough to organize all of the storylines that you follow into their own separate playlists so that you can follow things all the way down without having to skip around a whole lot. It's great. Give us that mm, sweet, sweet engagement if you're so inclined. Um, Check out uh, our beautiful faces because the video version, we got our beautiful faces, the sheer pain uh, of us slogging through this one for all you sadists out there. It's a little rough. Uh, and a little, little, little bit rough, but you know, we do it for you guys. Be grateful. Uh, uh, but yeah, all that good stuff over on the YouTube. Of course, if you're a fi- fan of the audio only experience, we have you covered there as well. You can find the News and Mo- Knockouts podcast on three of the best places you find your podcast, which of course are Spotify. Google Podcast and Apple Podcast. Come check us out there. Like our, or I don't know, you can't like our show on there. Listen to our show is what I meant. Uh, download our show so you can listen to it offline. Uh, you know, if you're so inclined, you, you, you're enjoying what you listen to, give us maybe a nice little five star rating and a review that says, hey, these guys are pretty cool. I don't know. I'm just saying stuff like that helps out the show tremendously, boosts our metrics, makes us feel just nice and fuzzy about ourselves. You know, greatly appreciated from our wonderful audience. Uh, so be sure to check all of that out. 
Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Of course, we exist past this void that we find ourselves in week after week. We do have lives, shockingly. Uh, so you can find us on other places on the internet. Two, of course, the main place uh, is on social media, on Twitter, at Noobs and Pod on Twitter. Come check us out there. We do all the normal Twitter stuff. Memes, discourse, whatever the fuck. We post every single time we drop a brand new episode, so you guys always know what the hell's going on. The highlight of our Twitter is weekly wrestling, live tweeting every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern on TBS. We are watching, of course, AEW Dynamite and tweeting all about that shit. It's great. Um, on top of that, uh, you know, I'm a giant AEW mark. So when I have the opportunity to, uh, I'll tweet about their other shows, 10 p.m. Eastern on TNT, AEW Rampage. It is the show that y'all been waiting on. It's the show that I'm always waiting on to tweet about. Uh, and sometimes even on Saturday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern on TNT, AEW Collision. So come come watch that show with me. I love to tweet all about AEW and all my feelings about what's going on at the time. On top of all that, Austin, the knockout, is an absolute king. He's a diligent boy. He follows all the major Western wrestling promotions. Love to tell you guys all about them. Even tweets about them sometimes, especially when they got pay-per-views going on. So we just like to get you guys caught up on what's going on in the world of wrestling currently. So my friend, what is on the docket coming up? Sure. So in WWE, start with them because next next Saturday is SummerSlam. Whoop whoop. Uh, in whoop, Detroit, whoop. Michigan at Ford in Field. That and uh, the first SummerSlam to be held in Michigan since 1993. That's the that's one so where Lex. Literally one, 30 years. That's the one where Lex Luger. Didn't win the WWE title, but celebrated Based? like he did anyway. Oh, well, ha, that's less paced. Uh, but he so didn't win. Based. He beat Yokozuna by countout, and that is uh, why he got a big celebration, of course. Um, oh, beautiful. Dumbass. Anyway, <laughs> the, you know, for WWE, you know, Raw is at 8 p.m. Eastern on uh, Monday nights on the USA Network. SmackDown is 8 p.m. Eastern on Fridays on Fox. So what are the matches on this show? I wish I was as diligent keeping up with all this stuff as I normally I know one. I should have done more research on some of these backgrounds here. But we got Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar. Please be the last one of these. Uh, It's one and one. It's one and one. Will 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 Cody Rhodes be conquered, or will Brock feel adrenaline in his soul? Something, something, Cody Rhodes. Yes, yes. Okay, and then for the World Heavyweight Championship, it will be Seth Rollins. Whoa, whoa. Um, fuck you. I'm not calling him that. It's either, like Seth, it. it's either Seth Rollins or it's Seth fucking Rollins. I'm not calling him freaking. Um, and then versus Finn Balor, the Judgment Day are riding high right now. Rhea, Rhea, Ripley, Rhea Ripley is the WWE. Oh, shit. The, Rhea Ripley's the women's champion. Dom is the um uh, is the North, NXT, NXT North US American NXT North American champion. Uh, Damian Priest is Mr. Money in the Bank. Uh oh, oh noes. There's a little tension because uh, what what's what's he gonna do with that briefcase if Finn oh. Balor wins? 
Oh, oh my. Uh, then in a triple threat for the WWE Women's Championship, it is Asuka defending against Charlotte Flair and Bianca Belair. Uh, Charlotte Flair did as Charlotte Flair always does when she comes back from hiatus, immediately asks for a title match. Uh, this made Bianca Belair mad and shenanigan and various shenanigans since, mostly involving also jobbing out damage control. Um, oh, great. I love now, when that happens. Now we have a triple threat for the WWE Women's Championship. Possibly let damage control actually contend for the championship. Oh no, fuck hey, you. Hey, EO, EO Sky had one title match and it was really good and she also lost and that's that's as good as that's going to get. So, oh my god. Never ask for Wait, anything she ever again. Is I I got to Wait, she win money in the bank? Did I forget that wrong. Yeah. I'm oh, sure I that was her. Oh. Yes, she already cashed in and failed. What? My bad. I mean, I figured she would, but fucked off. Oh, no. I hate everything. I will double check. I could be. No. Oh, no. No, she hasn't cashed in yet. She just failed to attempt to cash in. She's still got the briefcase. We're still good. We're still good for now. Anyway, so Asuka versus Charlotte versus Bianca. There we go. Uh, then we're going to get Ricochet versus Logan Paul. 1v1, bro. Mm. They're having mm. a who can flip the hardest feud. Beautiful. Uh, for the Intercontinental Championship, it is Gunta versus Drew McIntyre. Yes. That'll be a hard-hitting big bitch match. It's going to be great. Um Ronda Rousey versus Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baz. Shayna Baszler is um they have they they were bros, the four horse part of the four horsewomen of MMA, along with Jessamine ah. Duke and Marina Shafir. Uh not hey. because they were not because they were all collectively like big deals. It was most Rousey, but because they were all friends and Rousey likes wrestling. So they're like, we're gonna be ah. the four horsewomen. I see. Uh, even though Marina Shafir does not work for WWE. Uh, well, she did at the time. Oh, I did not know that. That's Her and Jessamine Duke used to be in NXT, but they sucked. Oh. And so they never oh, left oh. NXT. It's unfortunate. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah, no, uh, Rousey apparently on her way the fuck out of the company, and her actual apparent dream match was against uh, Sh- Shayna. So that, here we are. That, that checks out to me. Uh, yeah. Shane is doing the feud of like, I brought you into WWE and I had to work my way up through the system, but you just skipped the line. And, and I'm Shayna is ass. the de facto face of this. Absolutely. You're damn base. right she is. Face uh, as fuck. Now we also have a SummerSlam Battle Royal. What What is it for? Who's in it? Don't know. Besides L.A. Knight. Yeah. And sure. We do know that. And Seamus. Hey, Seamus loves us the Battle Royales. L- L- I think L.A. Knight should win the match. Yeah. L.A. Knight should win a lot of things, but, uh, you know, we can't always get what we want. And then in our main event. Oh, shit. In Tribal Combat, which is just a no-rules match. Uh, anything goes for the mm-hmm. undisputed WWE Universal Championship. The Ooh, title is on the line. 
and recognition of being the tribal chief of the Anoa'i family. Fucking please. It's Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso. Please. I know it's not going to happen, but Jay please. Jay and Jimmy have God. defected. They had their match at Money in the Bank where Jimmy, where Jay actually pinned Roman in a tag match. Yeah, which probably spells doom for this match, but you know, whatever. No, I don't know. If I, it was either, actually, it was either at uh, the Saudi Arabia show or at Money in the Bank. I don't remember which now, actually. Either fucking way. One of them. One of the recent pay-per-views. Uh, and honestly, I would totally buy, as I said to David, I or off mic else earlier, like before, I would yeah, actually, totally, yeah. if it had just been for the Uwu title, I could have totally bought Usa Jay Wint taking this one. It There is a nice full circle-ness to that, even if I don't know if I fully buy Jay Uso as a world champion, top guy outside of the bloodline feud. But, you know, Roman and Jay, that was his first feud as the tribal chief. Him being yeah. the one to beat him for the belt would be nice. You know, it's a nice full... It's like poetry, the, it rhymes. Um, see, the... The uh, sorry, finish your thought because I've I've seen right there. The fact that it's also for who is the tribal chief makes me think it's Roman's gonna win this one. Well, see, the funniest part is if it were only for who's gonna be the tribal chief, I would put a lot of money on Jay to win. The honestly, what kills it for me is it also being for the title because no fucking okay. way they're taking the title away from Roman and also taking away him being the tribal chief. Uh, if it were just the tribal chief, I could honestly see Jay winning and like starting Roman's downfall there. So we both agree that both was excessive. Yes, <laughs> one or the other might we might have bought that Jay's gonna. I think it would be more belt. interesting if Jay said, "Fuck that, I'm not interested in that belt. I'm, I just want to get recognized. I'm gonna I'm gonna be head of the table. Fuck you." Yes. Yeah, exactly. But s such as it is, uh, so that's SummerSlam. You can watch it on Peacock, NBC. You know, we, you know, Peacock is where WWE all, just, all the uh, all the uh, pay per views are. Saturday, August. Plays. Now absolutely, for Impact absolutely. Wrestling upcoming on pay per view, uh, it, at coming out of the, at the twenty three hundred Arena, the former home of ECW is ECW. Multiverse United 2 for whom the bell tolls. Uh, oh, it's, uh, it's a crossover show with New Japan Pro Wrestling. AEW has Forbidden Door. Impact has Multiverse United. Which has the better name? Who's to say? They're both kind of sick. On, that's on you. But yeah, August 20th on pay-per-view. And if you want to watch Impact every single week, you can do so on Access TV at 8 p.m. Eastern on Thursdays if you get that channel. Or for a YouTube subscription only but a mere one whole dollar a month, you can watch do. Impact live on YouTube every week starting at 8.30 on Thursdays, commercial free. Mm -hmm. Now for AEW, they got a thing going on on August 27th. Uh, oh, all shit. in at Wembley Stadium. Can, how do we watch? Don't know. Boy, bruv, governor. How do we watch? Don't know. What matches are on it? Don't know. No idea. But we're at Wembley Stadium. Well, supposedly, uh, Will, uh, Will Ospreay versus Chris Jericho. That'd be yeah, interesting. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people bitching about that one. I have. Uh, I don't really care, but, you know, sure. We have a higher opinion of Chris Jericho than most. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and then the next week on pay-per-view, it is September 3rd on Labor Day weekend. It's all out. Oh, shit. All in. And then we go all out. It, it, it's like, oh, it rhymes. 
you bring it all in, then you bring it all out. You do the hokey oh, pokey, yes. and that's the, what the it's all about. The AEW hokey pokey. The AEW hokey pokey. Absolutely. Okie dokie. That is what, that's what's upcoming. True. No, many people are saying this. Many such cases. Yeah. All right. Continue with the plugs and all that. Yes. All right. Delightful. So be sure to check all that out. We love to tell you guys all about the, all that stuff. It, you know, a, it gives us a chance to talk a little bit about like what's currently going on in wrestling at the end of the show, uh, after doing retrospective shit, but also like, you know, especially for the noobs in the audience. Uh, if you guys are looking to get on board with wrestling, we love to tell you guys about everything that's out there. Um, Pay-per-views are a great way to hop on, especially, you know, you're guaranteed to get some pretty fucking good matches on there. Um, and, you know, storylines are ending, new storylines are beginning. It's generally a really interesting, cool jumping on point. So, we, you know, we just love to keep you guys posted about all that. And you can find, again, all of the talk, us talking about all that shit over on the Twitter at Noobs and Knox Pod. Uh, if you want to get more long-form direct contact with us, though, you have that option as well because we have an email address. You can email us at noobsandknockoutspod at gmail.com. That's noobs, the word, and knockoutspod at gmail.com. Come say hi to us there. Tell us what you think about the show. Request things you want to see us cover on the show. Uh, uh, yell at us for having, you know, bad takes or say that our hot takes are based in red pill or fucking whatever. Either way, start discourse with us. Just say hi. We love people saying hi. We would love to say hi back. Noobs and knockoutspod at gmail.com. And, of course, finally, uh, we are also on Patreon. We are the Noobs and Knockouts podcast on Patreon for $1 a month, just a single little bone. Uh, you can get early access to episodes and a shout-out at the end of each episode. Shout-out, as always, to friend of the show, uh, the sugar daddy, Kyle Smith, for uh, for for supporting us and loving us and all that good stuff. Enjoy your perks, buddy. If you want to enjoy your perks along with our boy Kyle, you can sign up uh, at Noobs and, uh, Noobs and Knockouts podcast on Patreon. The link for that is in our Twitter. See you all next time. Hasta luego.